<laughs> and he's close. And welcome to a conversation, a gaming conversation with friends. We're back once again. It's been a fortnight. We're back with episode number three. This week we have a uh, guest, a good friend of the show, BMG. How, how are you doing? Good evening. Uh, yeah, uh, thanks for having me. It's uh, brilliant to be on. Um, it's it's good. It's good to uh, do a podcast on a on a Monday again. You know, I've not done one on a Monday for for a while, and uh, I'm in great company with these fine gentlemen, Removable Sanity and VJ, and oh yeah, new Stubbs as well. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, no, it's great. It's great to be yeah. here, and uh, thanks for having me. No, thanks for coming on. Thanks for coming on. And Removable Sanity. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. Every time you say it's great to be back again, once you know, I feel it's nice, like what's it called? Like, um, I'm trying not to cough for the minute. I've got a bad cough. Is uh, it? Yeah. What, what did you say a bit earlier? It's like, it's like, uh, was it? I oh, use a phrase, particular back. What was it back again? No. Oh, it's, it's, every time you say that, it's like I, in my head, oh, I go with. Oh, right. Yeah. Back once again. Yeah. yeah that's back. It. That's exactly <laughs> it. I keep fucking thinking every time you do it, that bloody thing starts playing in my head back once again. And, all, and in my, in my head just goes with the Renegade Master and it just goes off in its own little bloody world. I'm like, oh, for crying out loud. I never, I never thought of that before, but yeah. I know. <laughs> See, the 80s music is influenced you. I know BMG would have heard of Back Once Again from the Renegade Master. Yes. Wouldn't you, BMG? <laughs> oh, yes, definitely. You, Most definitely. You, you were sitting there with your WKD, blue WKD, listening to it with, on your on your cassette tape. Oh, see, no, I was the Iron Brew. I was the Iron <gasps> Brew. Oh, yeah. DJ yeah, is probably the, um, the, 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 the bottles. VJ was the... No, no, VJ didn't... No, 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 come on. This is VJ we're talking about. VJ doesn't do bottles. VJ did a, would, would have done um, Snake Bite, the original Snake Bite. I remember Snake Bite. Yeah, see, told you. Told you. No, 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 no. We're not talking the, the kiddie version here, Stubbs. Not the actual, you know, it was a uh, lager and some little cherry, uh, some, some cherry drink in it. This was proper. It was Scrubs. Stella and Scrumpy. Scrumpy Jack. Stella. And, and cherry brandy which was stuck a little wow. drop of that was stuck into the center of it and that's why it's called snake bite because when you saw it you would drink strips of the actual cherry brandy would I come off as well and a lot of people couldn't handle it because what would happen a lot of places would ban it because what would happen it was cause violence or it would cause projectile vomiting well it's banned it so it was the yeah. mixing of it well, so, that's what you did. You buy, you buy all three separately and do it yourself. Are we talking uh, about Prince here, or we're we talking about Elden Ring again? Black in the oh, both. To be honest, yeah, it's literally, yeah. But uh, that's what I used to do. Yeah, buy it, buy it separately, and then just sit. Um, I thought, um, what's your projectile vomiting? Um, was a uh, <clears throat> a Rutland was a, thing? Was it was an alternate wording for uh, frenzied flame? <laughs> oh God. <laughs> That's a, that's a, that's sorry I haven't heard for a while. Jesus Christ. Good to hear you back on VJ. Oh, thank you for having me back on the show. Um uh, nice to have uh, BMG on. I've forgotten his real name now. I don't know if he's ever told us. Gary. Oh, that's it. Uh, Leslie. Um Dave. <laughs> name um and um and obviously re- removable. My partner in crime for the last couple of weeks. And for the last couple of days as well, hasn't it? Yep. 
Go on, VJ. What we've been playing for the last couple of days, you can tell everybody. Oh, Stubbs, I love your impersonation of removable there. You've <laughs> nailed it. <laughs> You've nailed it. Sorry, back to you, Mr. Stubbs. Oh, you're dying to tell everybody. Come on, then. You've all been playing Diablo. Something that Stubbs hasn't been playing, I but says he has. See, <laughs> he, he got onto the title screen. He did make it. Is that the right pronunciation? Diablo or is it Diablo? Diablo 4. Diablo. Okay, I, don't know, I need to get that right. I don't know how they say it. It's I, I don't know either. Say, I was just checking. They'll, say it, they'll probably say it differently. Uh, it could be Diablo or Diablo. I suppose it could be uh, dependent on the... Uh, could just just be Elden Ring. It could that's it exactly. I know BMG hasn't played it, hasn't it, right? You you kind of kept away from all that stuff. Yeah, I've, I've, oh, Diablo's I've never been my kind of game. Diablo, 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 Diablo. Diablo. like that. D dash Ablo. <laughs> no, no, that's not. It's not a game I've played. Um, it's them sort of games don't really interest me. I've never really show much interest in the franchise um to be honest anything blizzard really i've i've not really played i played warcraft once and um i didn't understand it so i get i gave up rather quickly but yeah not not my type of game to be honest well it's to be honest i'd say it's the isometric th- third person version of destiny 2 you see so I was, plus, plus, plus. yeah i was kind <laughs> of assuming you'd be like straight in there no, Clearly not a Destiny 2 fan, if that's the case. Des- <laughs> Destiny 2, the uh, best live service FPS game on the planet to date. Well. That's, that's going to rile up a few people in the chat, make, that's for sure. Make, makes Halo look like Roblox. I don't know, Roblox does seem actually quite enjoyable. Welcome, Crispy Bomb. Thanks for popping in. Uh, a friendly pest... Thanks for popping in, mate. Misuku, UK lad. That's about it. But BMG's in the chat as well. Um, Destiny. Destiny's a great game. I used to play hundreds of hours of it on Destiny 1. I need to get back into Destiny 2, I do. But yeah, I do like that. Truth be told, I've played more Destiny than I ever have played Gears of War. Can we clip that? You can clip that, but it's, it's known. I've said it a lot, a lot of times, but it's the Ooh. raid. The raids are so. The problem with it is, I like the game. Just the raids I can't do because it takes position. Like takes a lot got, of shooting. When you yeah. got kids, it's, it's difficult. You see, because it, a raid can take anywhere from. I remember once I was in the raid. It took something like eight hours to get halfway through. Everyone has oh, to yeah. get every bit and every element perfect. I play Destiny, but I do not play the raids. I can't. I can't. Yeah, you've got to have a team. You've got to work in sync. You can't have one person messing things up. You've got to work in sync. But the good thing about the raids is you can do so many hours in, jump out, have a break, do whatever, even come back to it the next day. I think you get up to 24 hours um, between jumping in. But the whole idea of if you want to be world's first is – you just sit there and you play, whether it takes you a day and a half or not. You just make sure you've got plenty of empty bottles to piss into. That's that's the that's the way it works. But yeah, yeah, raids. It's you have to have a good team. You have to all be in sync, know what you're doing, 
have an idea of how things work. Otherwise, it's you're just not going to get anywhere. Last time I did a raid, uh, one of the guys we were playing with was just um, he's a good guy, but he was useless. And you just you were constantly reviving him, trying to do his bit while trying to do your bit, and it just it just fell apart. So we we all kind of gave up in the end. It's everyone like rage quit because. We just wasn't making any progress after about four or five hours. It's just like, no, nope, we're done. Let's move on because it's clearly not working. Hmm. No, it's um, apart from that. I mean, I've got to play the update. I mean, what do you think of the new? Because obviously, you've played the new Lightfall. Has it? Have they changed the game? Is it? Is it? Is it a lot better? Is it any? 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 Uh, what's it called? Quality of life updates. See? Are you enjoying the game more than you were? Because now you have periods where you jump in and then once you've done the content, you jump out for a bit, you do. Yeah, yeah. Well, what they've kind of done is now is they've they've added a lot of like quality of life stuff, uh, more stuff to build up and level up. Uh, Lightfall itself, it's it's not a very long expansion, uh, but it's good. It's oh, it's okay. There's a, there's a lot of negative reviews out there saying, "Oh, it's not what we wanted. We wanted this. We wanted that, and that's not included." Uh, but Bungie have come out and said we have a lot to add over the year. It's, this is this is the starting point. This is everything we're giving you now. But over the coming months to the next expansion, which is going to be called the Final Shape. Um, there's so much more content to come, uh, but yeah, they've like introduced where you can, where now you can sort all your mods for your individual uh, armor pieces, your weapons. You can now have uh, multiple loadouts depending what situation you go into, whether it's a raid, dungeon, a PVE, PvP, PVE, V. It's basically a first-person version of Diablo, isn't it? Let's face it. Yeah, well, well, I don't know. I've not played Diablo, so maybe I'll have to try it. I think I'll have to try it. Do you actually? I think. I think actually, there. if you do like Destiny, I think if if you're happy with a third-person isometric, you know, top-down experience that has a similar sort of thing, I think you might you might get into it. You might be bored, I'll, to be honest, compared to Destiny. Yeah, I'd, I'd give it a go. I'm willing to give things a go, get a comparison, and you know, we'll work that. But yeah, the yeah. mouse. Yeah, yeah, I'm willing to give it a go. Yeah, the, the amount of stuff that I'd say they've added, like say you can have your different loadouts depending on what situation was in. They've added Guardian rank now. Um, as I was just saying in the green room, I'm rank six, so I'm classed as a veteran, working my way to rank seven, which is elite. Um, you've got a number of stuff you've got to do and goals you've got to hit to be able to level up, but it also it shows um, other Guardians players, you know, what level you're at and how you play and how well you do and how you know how more willing you are to help um they've introduced um accommodations so at the end of a, a dungeon a raid a strike uh, a battleground which yeah. is another new feature uh, you can accommodate um other guardians so whether it be like mastery, fun, allied, stuff like that, you know, stuff like that, just to show, you know, you can build that up, which also builds up your rank. Um, I'd say, again, all your new exotics, legendary gear, uh, seasonal campaign as well. Alongside the main campaign, you do get the seasonal campaign, which oh, okay. the on- only now let you do so many, so many steps in that campaign a week, so they can, you know, try and drag it out a bit. Um, so you can do so many steps and, 
when the reset hits on Tuesday, then everything resets and you can do it again. Store refreshes. Um, yeah, there's just there's just so much to do. Like the battlegrounds itself is is literally the they've got this area. You've got to do step by step, make your way through to destroy the final guy to take over the area, uh, which is fun. Which is fun, and they've made it now. Things are harder because I found the thing I found with Destiny. I could run through a strike, and you could get through within like seven or eight minutes. Now it's taking twenty to twenty five minutes because it's it's harder. There's more enemies. You've you've got the the kind of pushing you to work together and work as a team, which uh, you find with some players in any game that's you know multiplayer orientated that people will just run off and you find that you have to revive them part way through because you know you, you, they just went too far ahead too soon. But uh, no, I'm really really enjoying it. They've just introduced so many new things. Um, mixed up the matches, enemy types. Um, you know, you can replay um, what they call Battlegrounds Defiant, which is like the hardest point in it, which is also the weekly where you've got to do uh, three within a week. And then once you've done them three, you get pinnacle gear. And then you could do another two, which will then just give you like powerful gear. So it's not worth doing. Um, probably one of the a fun mode, which I recommend for people for trying. If you want a bit of PvP but not full, it's called Gambit. And pretty much you've got two teams of guardians. Um, you're working to bank what they call moats by killing enemies. Um, you bank them. Once you get to 100, you get like this big boss, which you've got to do, you know, like a multi-phase thing to, to kill mm-hmm. it. Um, and while the other teams compete in, through that match, one team member from their team and one team member from your team can jump to their map where you can go and kill them, you know, to gain extra points and things like that. So, yeah, that's that, that's really fun. But um, there's, there's just so much to do. The, they've now interchanged up what is called New Light. And the idea is if you're new to Destiny or you're just starting a new Guardian, it's like a... And this is the you know free to play this bit as well. It's it's like a, a small campaign just to get used to the mechanics, what's going on, what has been going on, what's oh, just happened. So um, onboarding, it, yeah. so they're trying to they're trying yeah. to improve the onboarding for new players because it is very daunting. Well, they've made it they've made it so much easier. And um, you literally every new thing that you're introduced to, it'll tell you about it. You know, it's but while doing a bit of a story as well, so you, you don't get lost, you know what you're doing. Um, and it, you know, once you've done that first bit, it'll say, Right, now go here, go, and it'll say, Right, go and talk to this person, that person, that person. And you get like your bounties and things like that. So there's always something to do. You, it's now at the point where you, there's, you can't actually stand there in game and go, there's nothing for me to do. There's always something to work towards, whether it's um, accolades, um, you know, doing your the season of defiance, your battle pass. You, there's like multiple um, things you can level up in that. Your rank. Um, there's like another thing where you've got like individual accolades. If you do all the things in that, you get the badge. But what they do is, and I've not seen any other game do it. If I'm, you know, chat panel correct me if i'm wrong um say i complete a full accolade there's 20 things i have to do in it and i complete that i get the little badge i can then display that under my name 
But then what Bungie do then do is they'll send you an email with a link, a special link to their store where you can actually then buy that pin of that accolade that you've accomplished. Yeah, you have to buy it, but it's it's not it's not expensive. But you actually can actually get a physical item for completing that accolade. You don't have to, but it's just like an incentive. Yeah. You know, right? You've done these accolades, right? Click this link. You can now buy this pin, which you can get like a display case, and you can display them. So you've got the actual physical thing as well as the thing digitally on the uh, on the game, which is quite a nice touch. Uh, and as I was just saying in the green room, if you like, when it comes to the new raids, there are big teams out there. But if you became first, world's first, your team, you actually get sent a think of a WWE title belt with the raid picture on the front, you know, all engraved with your name on. You get interviewed, you get loads of goodies. Really? That's well. nice. Yeah, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of incentives. It's, it's nice that you could get actual physical things um, to do all year round. There's um, seasonal stuff like your Halloween, your Christmas. So your it launched Easter. the raid globally at the same time, so it's fair. Yeah, yeah, it's That's launched right, worldwide and everyone gets a crack at it. If you've got That's a team... Right. You can go to it, and if you're world first, you know you, you, you benefit from it. But yeah, there's just so much to do. There's just so much to do in Destiny, and uh, they did a Assassin's Creed crossover. So my actual guardian, because I'm warlock class, I actually look like um, obviously apart from the the head's more like a it's like a helmet, but still got like the hood. Um, oh, what's it called? Altier from the uh, first game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. But the, and the new subclass—they've introduced a new subclass as well called Strand, which is quite fun to play around with. You know, I get these little um, things called Fredlings that like hover around me and, and attack people, enemies um, when I start firing and stuff like that. But yeah, it's a really good game. It is free to play, and they have cross-play, cross-platform. So Could you explain what you mean by free to play, because VJ. Uh, and people that haven't replayed it might misinterpret that. Uh, free to play is you obviously you don't get the expansions. You get the base content, which is Destiny Two, and the New Light campaign, which introduces you into the game. And I think you get to do a couple of strikes. Um, and essentially, it's just so you get a taste of the game. Uh, you obviously you can buy cosmetics and things from the store, and then you can move on to then picking up the expansions, which will obviously expand your experience and give you access to um, more content. But I highly recommend it to try. If you've not played Destiny or you played it when it originally launched, when it originally launched, it was awful. I'm not, I'm not afraid to admit that it was, it was bad. Uh, but jumping to it now, there is so much there. There's a lot going on. But as a newcomer, you'll find it easier coming to it as a new player than a returning player because so much has changed. It took me a, quite a while to get used to the changes. Uh, but now I'm I'm just I'm just hooked back on that Destiny train. It's just got its claws in me. Every time I think, oh I'm gonna play this, I'm gonna play that, I'm just I'm just stuck on it. Uh, I picked up that um Sherlock Holmes chapter one on PlayStation because it was uh it was like 17 17 pound on PlayStation but 39.99 on Xbox. I thought yeah Pick it up there, and I've, I've still not even touched that yet. Um, I'm, glad, I'm glad you're liking Destiny anyway. Yeah, it's a good game. It's really good. Um, welcome to Judzilla and Graphic God. Thanks for popping. I really appreciate that. 
But yes, um, Crispy Bombs definitely played Gears of War 5 more than me. He's got over 42, 42 days in the game. He just sent me a screenshot. Yeah, I haven't played that that much. I don't even know how many days I've got in it. But I bet you, I bet you've got more than twenty. That, have you got more than forty-two days in Destiny Two? Easy, I bet. Hey, oh, easy. I've I've been Destiny since day one. It's been around uh, longer, doesn't it? To be fair. Yeah, yeah. It's well, it's coming into because originally um, Lightfall was going to be the last expansion. This was it. This was going to be the end of the um, the ten year. Um, plan that Destiny had, uh, but then they realised the story they wanted. This was pre being bought by PlayStation. This is when they were still independent. Um, they still had a lot of story and that they wanted to tell um, for the um, the final shape. So that's how why they made the announce not last year, year before when they announced Witch Queen and Lightfall that there'll be yeah. a last expansion. Where it goes after that, I don't know. Um, and how it actually continues, because obviously, you know, Lance Riddick, rest in peace, sadly yeah. um, passed away mm-hmm. a few days ago, which uh, amazing actor. Um, he's been in numerous games. You know, it was in the both Horizon games, his likeness and voice. Uh, Quantum Break, absolutely amazing in whether you were seeing Who was he game. in Horizon? Uh, silence. Oh, how did I not know that? Yeah, oh, well, amazing character. I, I don't know how you didn't know that because it oh, was no. literally his likeness and voice. I'm terrible. Then when, they, when, they, when they read exactly what games he'd been in, I was like, how oh, did, didn't I yeah. know? And he Amazing. did. He, he did Quantum Break, and obviously that was the um, the TV show slash game, which I really loved. I wish more games would would do that because depending on the choices you made in the game, was depending what episode. I've only known about. Two or three games have actually done that, where they put a TV series right next to a game launch. I, I only know of Quantum Break, if I'm honest. I really? There, there was uh, it was uh, uh, oh god, it begins with a D. <clears throat> it was on the Xbox 360 and recently come out on uh, on the Xbox itself. It was uh, it has a free play game. Oh, it begins with D. God Christ, that's going to frustrate me. I'm no, it wasn't. I it was, was defiance. 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 Yes, I've defiance. Was, defiance the video game and defiance the TV show. The TV show was brilliant. It also had um, the woman from Terminator in it. That should show you how oh, it okay. some quite famous uh, TV characters in it oh, uh, and film characters in that. Yeah, if you ever get a chance to see, uh, see defiance the series, the TV series, uh, really good, uh, really good show. Uh, but they also they they tied it into the game. So every week, as a, as a new episode came out, then all these uh, basically events and episodes would also kick off at the same time as the show was aired. Oh, oh well, I'll have to I'll have to check that out. But yeah, yeah, it was it was brilliant in Quantum Break, and obviously um, he's known for yes, Darth Prasits. I was getting there. Don't worry. He played Zavala in Destiny One and Destiny Two. Um, and he was a very big Destiny player as well. He, in fact, there was, I think it came out, not yesterday, the day before, um, he was actually playing Destiny the, the day before he passed, which is, uh, again, quite sad as well. But yeah. he, was a, he was a big Destiny player, and it, it's just a shame that uh, that he's gone. You know, he was fit, healthy, as far as we knew. You know, he worked out only 60, so still fairly young. Uh, and it's just a shame. And um, I'll... 
you know, I'm quite intrigued on how they're going to forward Destiny without him. I do believe he's actually done stuff. He's recorded everything for the rest of this year. So all the seasons, because obviously they do um, season a quarter, get your four, your four seasons out of the way, then you get your new expansion. So I know it, they, they've done at least up until the fourth season. Um I don't know how we go about into the new one, whether they're going to rewrite stuff. I don't know. But, yeah, amazing actor, um, brilliant in games, and it's um, I'm, I'm sad that he's, uh, he's gone. It's a shame it is. It is, um, it is it young? You know, he's only 60, so there's no age, that is. Yep. I mean, you're not far off it, Stubbs, so, you know, keep an eye out. I'm 40 <laughs> in the next year. Uh, it, it it just brought a presence about yeah. him, in, whether it was acting, in-game, film, TV shows. Um, it was on numerous TV shows as well. Um, it just it had the presence. He, you know, you you just kind of hung on every word he said. He was just he, he just had this aura about him, and it was really good. It's a shame. I think I've been talking for far too long now. Well, we're twenty five nah. minutes in. I think I've spoke for the most <laughs> That's all of it. Fun. I do apologise. No, it's just what the show's about. It's um, also Darth Praxis. Thanks for popping in. And also, I think I've seen yeah, Yobi Heart Dragon. Uh, sorry, Dragon Heart Yobi. Thanks for popping in, mate. Also, Luke Skew has arrived. Welcome. Yeah, if you have any CMA questions, talk to him in chat. <laughs> oh, I bet he's like, oh no, I'm going to leave now. I've had enough. <laughs> but yeah, no, um, has that explained Destiny for everybody? I could talk oh, Destiny all night. I can, <laughs> can talk about Diablo if you want to. How are you, how are you guys liking the Diablo, be- uh, Diablo 4 beta? Well, let's, let's 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 talk to you, Stubbs, because you you played it. You said you got to level twenty five. Did you say? In the, what did I have learned? Nah, I got to level five. Level five. Yeah. So you that's didn't like, get past the tutorial then? And that's like killing a few enemies. That is. <laughs> just you know, give it a go. I had to infuriates me because I had to make an account to play a fucking game on a console. It's ridiculous. You know what I mean? How else are they going to get send you emails of like, please pay for this, pay for that, pay for this? Yeah, but Bethesda to Bethesda do the same crap as well. It's annoying. It is. That's the way it is, though. You leave Bethesda alone. Oh, Our Lord and Saviour, Todd Howard, graces us. <laughs> I don't want them emails fucking Starfield. He's bringing us Indiana. No, forget Starfield. Indiana, Indiana Jones. Jones. That's what we need. Where's Indiana Jones? I've got the new film to go and watch in the summer. I need the game. I need it. I need to get my hat. I need to get my whip. I need to get my pistol. I need to go and get some treasure. See how Luke Steele's really liking Diablo 4. I think that's a for an SMN session that ABMG's uh, telling us about. Diablo 4 is basically crack distilled into gaming form. Bloody hell, he must love it. Wow. Cool. Yeah. That's good then. <laughs> so how are you liking it, BJ and Removable Sanity? BJ no, first. No, 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 no. Go ahead, Removable. 
Um, I played the Diablo 3, so I had a pretty good indication uh, of what Diablo was going to be like. Um, and in my head, I didn't, I, I didn't spoil it myself, so I didn't look into it as much as uh, some other people. So for me, I thought oh, it was just going to be Diablo 3 with some updated graphics and maybe you know, a few different, maybe a different character to play around with. Um, and in fairness, it is, it is very much more of Diablo 3, but I would say it's a much more polished experience, much more uh, engaging and fun experience. I think it, obviously Diablo 3 was, was fun uh, for those who played it, but I think this is much more of what Diablo 3 was, uh, much better in terms of the gameplay loop as well and it's also open world which uh if those who don't know diablo 3 was pretty much down to three co-op people if i'm correct please on the chat tell me if i'm wrong um so this is much more of an open world experience um do a kind the only gripe and i said this to vj is i really hope there is an offline mode Nothing personal to those out there, you know, who wants to join in a bit of multiplayer, but I, I really would like to just maybe have a offline mode so that I can go through that world without having been connected uh, online all the time. So, you know, say the servers are overheating or something because, you know, they've got four people from Australia in there. I'd write, you know, I can still play the game and can get through or the story. From, or one person from Rutland, Rutland joining in. Oh, shit. Dude, the server servers there's, died. There's, there's no offline mode. It's always online game. Oh, God, if you, you mention any questions, I can guarantee Luke will come up with the answer. If, if, you, if you're talking away, will. it's just it's at the wow. That frustrates me. As I said, it's if if the servers go down or something goes wrong, you can't play the game, and I don't see in my head. I can understand it maybe with you lose the 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 bash the you know the the open world boss um, boss battles or you know the 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 timed events that just turn up, but you still should be able to play through the story you know hmm. without having an online mode. You know, okay, yes, you miss some of the timed events or you miss some of the bosses and that, but I don't know. I just, I always, that's the one gripe I always have with everything being online 24 7. And those for those in America, if you've got data caps, it's going to be a bit problematic for you, surely, depending on your data cap. My, my, I mean, I don't know about data same caps. So. I mean, that's the same thing for people that just pay Fortnite all day long, isn't it? Always online, so. You go in knowing that because when you when you buy this game, it it will tell you it's always online. You know, it's um... yeah. But the trouble is with that, it's 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 got a huge story and gameplay that doesn't have to be online. I can understand Fortnite. That is a multiplayer designed experience. This I would I would say Diablo Four is a single player experience with the benefit of having hey, online you know you know the open world experience with other players luke's put it's <clears> purely <throat> because they've incorporated these shared world elements it's basically destiny but isometric at this point we've just basically said this isn't it? You, did, I, you, you I, did actually 
Yeah, I'm, before I'm, you came I'm in, Luke, I was exactly the same, exactly the same thing. Um, so there's no excuse now for bald man to not try it out. Um, but I, I mean, to be fair, even if you, you could still turn off, if you had an offline mode, okay, you lose those elements, but you could still complete the game or still could go through it. And, you know, I, I don't, I just think it's one of those things that if there's any issues like we had with the server, I mean, I, I posted it. It took me 41 minutes to get in when I first started because of the server issues. Straight away, I was straight into the game. Boom. Good. You were lucky. No, literally the second day, third day, no problems. But the very first day, it took me oh, 41 minutes. Saturday night. Not for long, man. But as you yeah. know, I yeah. give a game a good 10 minutes, 20 minutes. Of a tutorial. Yep, I know. Yeah. Um, but that's the thing. So if you've got, as I said, I think it's options give us options that is probably my biggest gripe with the game that is it are they else the beta is a beta i don't you know you know certain issues in terms of the server certain graphical glitches i'm just going to ignore because it's a beta exactly but, I'm, but the always online mode i've just that that is putting me off i must have been. vj you you've kind of was with me throughout this whole weekend. What was your thoughts on it? Um, I mean, I, I've played a lot of 3D isometric games in my time, and uh, I don't know why, but it took me back to the Mega Drive game, the story of Thor, and then Smash TV and stuff like that. But um, games have moved on, haven't they? And um, I thought visually it was really, really good. And, and I thought the, um, playing playing it with somebody, we obviously played quite a bit together. Uh, I really enjoyed it. But then I found myself playing it um, in single player mode. So I'm I'm kind of with you in the fact that uh, it will be annoying if servers go down. But I'm I'm not sure if that's why you predominantly want it to be a single player offline experience because servers do go down in in you know in this modern day. Or the fact that it may have different benefits, right? So I'm not entirely sure about that at the moment. And um, but yeah, I'm kind of co- coveting the game in terms of when it's coming out. In what is it, June the sixth? Mm-hmm. Um, I know we say this every week, and I hate to sound like a, a broken record. There's so many great games out there, and then you know we were sort of debating whether to to go ahead and order it and, and so on and so forth. And so the only the only thought I had uh, is that. As a beta, it was a really good experience. I really enjoyed the fact that you could play it over three days or four days yep. or four and a half days. Uh, I found myself going back to it um, on my own and not waiting for removable because he sometimes yep. to, we seem to sort of quit at the same time. And then when we reconvene, he'd be like 17 levels ahead of me. And I'd wonder why. Um, <laughs> especially when he's got about 37 games to review and about 14 kids. And, uh, the fifteenth being stubs, which is um, which is um, you know sort of sent away to to Rutland. But no, I, I'd have to give a sort of a, re, a an approving review of, of what I've played so far. But but as I was saying to Removable, I said in June. I mean, the back end of May and into June, you've got um, Zelda, um, Tears of the Kingdom. You've got Final Fantasy sixteen, which just looks incredible, um, and you've got uh, Diablo coming out. Then you've got E three. Who knows what's going to hit Game Pass um, during Xbox's presentation? I don't know what Sony's got lined up, but Game Pass is probably going to have a a lot of games coming to it, you know, out, out, out completely as a, as part of their presentation. And um, so it's it's really a case of budget, and it's really a case of uh, Game Pass. 
and um, are really a case of how good Final Fantasy 16 is and, and what else is announced between June and the end of the year and how much time, regardless of budget, then it, it, I, I think it's a case of how much time I've actually got to game and then sort of plan out a schedule of what I'm going to play. Because um, I think we've already penciled in a bit of um, Redfall in May already, right? So, um, so yeah, it's, it's just really is a case of time it comes down to and then picking and choosing the experiences that you want. But as I said, I think Diablo was uh, was really, really good. And uh, and if, like, for example, if... Um, sorry to pick on you, Removal, as the only, only other person I know that's actually good at it, is that if Removal says, you know, I'm definitely in and then someone else says they're definitely in, and then it's definitely worth making the investment. Because I actually think that you know co-op um it was really really good fun especially when we both sort of venture off on our on our um sep on our on our own separately uh removal would go off and and, and find some um items or, or weapons or accessories or armor that may be suitable for a sorcerer which was the class i adopted and mm -hmm. then and, and respectively, I may do the same, and then being able to drop those items for each other very, very easily um, to help build each other's character up, um, I, I thought was was another really cool feature. And I, I was reminded, reminding Removable about the clumsy drop ammo um, mechanism in Back for Blood, which was mm. uh, evil. <laughs> came on one night and said, "Oh, you know, you can do this, right?" And we went, "What, really?" Because uh, we kept running out of ammo. Um, yeah, sure. Yeah. Masuko proved that the game dramatically when he actually had some ammo to load into his gun. So, um, so yeah, there's a combination of things. It's definitely a candidate up there for for games for a game to purchase. Because um, uh, I mean, BMG mentioned was it Sherlock Sherlock Holmes that you bought and haven't played? Yeah, chapter one, See, I, the, the I, new I'm one. Age where you know, wastage is a sacrilegious. So uh, I, I can't I, I couldn't do that if I bought the game. I would have to play it and, and finish it, right, to, to make it worthwhile. I'm not one of these people that will buy it and just let it sit there and say, I'll finish it, and then three years later wonder, why didn't I finish it back then? And, um, you know, um, so, I, yeah, I really wouldn't want it to go to waste. But it's going to be up against some competition for sure, for me personally anyway, right? Hmm. Yeah, I've, I've still got a few to play because I've got Sherlock's out there. Uh, I've, I've got um, Jedi Fallen Order that I want to finish before um, Jedi Survivor drops end of April. Uh, yeah. And Sifu as well. Um, I started Sifu. I struggled with it because I, I still don't yeah. quite understand the mechanics. So it's one of them that was good, takes advantage of the PS5 DualSense. Um, but I've just struggled with the mechanics and how the game works. So it's yeah. one of them I think I'll come back to. Uh, and I believe yeah. that yeah. drops on. Is it tomorrow? It drops it's, a rogue. On it's, it's a rogue game. It is. Yeah. See, I, I, I see. I, I, I couldn't do that, BMG. You know, um, I, I would. I mean, I've got a couple, one or two games left. I need to finish, and I will do that. Mm. I mean, even games in Game Pass. You know, I start them. I, I, I typically go back and finish. I was telling Removable that I went back and finished Jedi. Was it Fallen Order? About a year mm -hmm. after I started yeah. playing it. Um, I didn't really enjoy the game, to be quite honest with you. I, I, I know a lot of people do, and, that, and that's great. But I, I really didn't like it very much but I thought mm. I'd just finish it. And then the new one doesn't really inspire me either. But I, I think that, I mean, I don't know how you guys feel about you know Game Pass and stuff, but I think that whatever games announced to drop on the day of, of the next E3 uh, event, whether it's you know a digital show separate from the event or at the physically at the event, I, I don't know what Microsoft no, it's separate. Do. Uh, if it's a separate, yeah, in and around the E3. If they say you know this game, Ubisoft, uh, Ubisoft, Ubisoft even dropped out of it. Yeah, yeah, 
if Silk Song's dropping on the day and, you know, they've got like 10 million people viewing in, right, whatever game's announced on that day that's dropping that day or that week um, is, um, yeah, is, is going to, is definitely going to bite into the sales, I think, of uh, Diablo maybe the week before and, um, and, and, um, what do you call it, Final Fantasy the week later. But then again, you know, a lot of people are made of money these days. So maybe everybody, you know, buys everything, right? But for me, I, I'd have to make a choice. So, it, and I said to Removable, look, it'll probably be around that time that I'll, I'll, make, I'll make the choice because I'm not, I'm not someone that has to have the game on day of release, so to speak. Yeah. So that's that's that would be my approach anyway. And I think everyone's gone quiet because it's probably pretty crap. No, that's a good approach. <laughs> it is. It's um, it's a very busy. There's a lot of games coming out this year. I mean, you lot are probably after more games than me because I've not seen. That many games this year that uh, I probably need to look into. No, 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 remo- removable. You, do you see what Stubbs is doing there? He's already trying to weasel caveat it. He's caveating it. Yep, no, yep. He knows he's not, he knows he's not oh, playing. Oh, I, I, I can't. Isn't there a lot of way out of playing Red Bull with us in the suit? Yeah, four play. There's not that much coming out. Come on. <laughs> Plus, there's loads of indie games he could play now. He's got a PC. There's no excuse for him to say that he hasn't got. Games on the PC, actually. That's true. And you haven't even played them, have you? No. See? Yes, five. That's more to, to get my raw points done. But yes, a shout outs to Paul AFC. Thanks for popping in. And Invader Gaming. Thanks for popping in. <coughs> but yeah. It's um, a busy year of games. I, I imagine that Xbox have got far more games to announce at that showcase, and you also get a, a load of uh, PlayStation games that will be announced later in the year if they do a showcase. Yeah. yeah. Because well, it's also uh, uh, Lords of Fallen coming soon. Yeah. That ties in with the Lords of the Fallen. Is that the one that's used that's in the second. Unreal 5 tech? Is it? Yeah. I yeah. think it is, it's, yes. Yeah, because yeah, that's a good discussion because the Unreal 5 tech is quite... Um, I'm not an expert on this, but it's it's the metahuman tech where people seen Hellblade 2 and the visuals that they announced all showed off. And it was basically the technology that was doing the work because they, they showed off a demo where a lady from Unreal 5 team, and she said a few words and a little bit into the camera, not much. And the, the software basically did it for them. It was incredible. They could change it from Fortnite looking to photorealistic looking. But it'll be interesting to see when these games actually launch, what they look like, because showing off demos and... It is great. It looks stunning, but we've yet to see on the console. You see what I mean? It might, it may not look the same. It will still look great, but it might not look what people have seen. That might be just a CGI part. But um, thing thing is though, you've uh, none of these cons, these new consoles we've got. Neither of them, the PS5 or the Xbox 360 or the Xbox Series S, none of them have actually had a Unreal 5 game built from the ground up for the True. consoles. We haven't seen True. what either of these consoles can actually do to their full potential. All we're getting 
his optimized patch is for cross-generation games. We've had a couple of games on each that's only for the consoles, but again, they're, they're not in Unreal 5. I, th- I actually think what we've been seeing from Hellblade is what we're going to get. Once we're actually getting games in Unreal 5 running on these consoles... I think that is where we're going to see what they're made of. Whether it's good, whether it runs right, no one knows. We're not going to know until we've actually got the games. But I think we're going to be surprised because we, we, we've we got it embedded in, well, most of us have it embedded in us. We're shown one thing, but we get another. Yeah, uh, I, th- class- I, think, yeah. I think BMG, yeah, I think, I think what, what, what people are seeing now is pretty much what we saw at the beginning of Unreal 4, right? It's that, mm. hey, look, here's a new set of tools. Because that's what an engineer is, right? So it's got layers of tools, right, that you can use. It's showing me a couple of things is that in this generation versus previous generations is that, hey, look, these tools put game production more in the hand of the artists versus technical people just to make life a lot easier. And uh, it can shorten game development time, but it can also um, enhance video games if they're given the same amount of time because of the the amount of volume of work that they can get through and the iterative process made a hell of a lot easier. And I think Mm. what we're seeing right now uh, from some of these Unreal Engine games is just saying, hey, look, whether it's a rendered cutscene, whether it's a vignette, whether it's a character model, whether it's a camera panning around an environment, is that this is what we can produce. But I think, like you say, BMG, when they start adding in layers of complexity, such as the code, the, the sound, uh, the AI, you know, within within within, uh, as in terms of the code AI and all the other systems that they want to put in the combat, uh, dynamic, you know, uh, conversations with characters, number of NPCs on screen, you know, um, the visual effects, um, you know, all that sort of stuff. When that's all layered in, it, it impacts the overall performance of of the game, right? And I think that that's I think that's the video that. Um, that uh, Mr. Stubbs was referring to that tech demo from um, for for, um, um, for Lords of the Fallen. That uh, it says, look, this is all really great, but you know we can use GI, but we're going to also have to use emissive lighting and so on and so forth because we just want to make sure that the performance stays where it needs to be for our games. Which mm-hmm. right now, I, I'm not that familiar with the cutting edge games, but you know, I'm assuming that games have still got this sort of like graphics mode versus uh, performance mode, right? Are those yeah. the two main categories right now? Yeah. So. Yeah. So I think like, you know, like with um, what Mr. Stubbs was saying is that, you know, what we saw in terms of Hellblade, that's all great. But and lots and lots of games can do that because the tools are there to do it. Right. The, 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 the hardware in terms of raw um, processing power is able allowing you to do that. Right. These complex rigs and so on and so forth that are built into Unreal to allow, um, you know, real performance capture and personality and and it all goes back to design you know are these characters going to be memorable are these environments going to be um, memorable is the story going to be memorable is the you know the your progress through the game in terms of the effect it has on you and then the progress and and all that kind of stuff and what your journey was like is that going to be all memorable so as i say it's it's really going to go it's going into the hands of the artist designers and the storytellers um in terms of what can they produce and will it stand out you know heads and shoulders uh, above above everything else and what i will say is that you know even though the games are costing more to make and they're taking long taking longer to make there just seems to just be so many more of them um and um and this is why i was curious i was talking to remove one i was saying to him Remove, i don't know if i got this right but i was watching the final fantasy 16 uh, pax east uh, it was about an hour-long presentation for final fantasy 16 it looked brilliant and i thought 
are they using the luminous engine or the crystal tools or whatever they've got their engine or are they using unreal 5 and actually they're not using any of that so i don't, I don't know what they're using but uh, from what i have seen even at 1080p uh, in terms of real gameplay um, and real environments and real-time action it, it, it looks incredible but uh, I'm, a bit, I'm with you bmg in terms of the fact that it's still early right um, yeah the unreal engine 5 hasn't uh, reached its you know sort of full elden beast um uh, re- will that be at the end of the generation hey will it be at the end of the, end of the generation it would just be as good as the it's the engine's only as good as the as the people that are you that are wielding it right so whether it's you know, I mean, when the PS4 came out, did we see? Did we think that we'd see stuff, see stuff like The Last of Us Part Two or Red Dead Redemption or any other game that's, you know, yeah. or Final Fantasy VII uh, Remake, which was being removable about how how you know I've played it a couple of times and I was so impressed in terms of what the Unreal Engine Four could do. Obviously, um, they've got the raw engine, but they're layering in their own tools, right, for very specific gameplay elements and so on and so forth. So, so in all of that, I, I think that you know, BMG, you know, we may, we may see some really great games towards the end of the year, early next year on Unreal Engine Five. But in terms of what mm. it, um, in terms of uh, um, what it can potentially do, UE Five at the at the back end of this generation and maybe into the next, may may dwarf, you know, in terms of. Uh, in terms of representation, it may dwarf or, or, or um, marginalise what we see sort of towards between now, you know, now and in five years' time. And, um, yeah, I, I, that's my that's my kind of take on it, based on what I've seen with Unreal Four. Like in terms of what we saw, I don't know if you guys remember the the tech demo for Unreal Four, right? When Epic released that, versus you know what it could do towards the end of the PS4 uh, and the Xbox. Um, um, it's amazing. Um, uh, end of the console life cycles. Yeah, it was it was just leaps and bounds. Movies, you know. don't they, VJ? But I think Jeez, it's exciting movies, if you're a gamer and you love it. Oh, Luke's saying mm-hmm. it's a new engine. I, I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's not. I am the, curious to find out. It's on screen. It's not the luminous engine. It's something specific to the. It's being built specifically for that game. But it does look incredible. He doesn't know what it is, but it's yeah, being I'm, built. I'm wondering. Do you know? I wonder if Luke knows what 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 engine. What engine Final Fantasy fourteen used? Because, because you know, well, a strong portion of that production team is on Final Fantasy sixteen. So, I don't know if that's it, and that's and it's been re, reworked to uh, for Final Fantasy sixteen. I, I don't know, but I am I am I am curious. It's gone quiet, there, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's it's going to be interesting to see what they can do because it's, you know, I I always think back to like Watch Dogs when we first seen that and how amazing that looked to the actual game we got. Um, so I, I do have re- reservations, but again, it's a new engine. Was that better or worse? Um, Sorry, BMG, was that better? Was P- uh, the BMG, very was first? It, was it better or worse? It was worse. Oh, what we got was wor- a lot worse from what they what they showed us. Yeah. It was a Show shame, me. really, because it was actually a really good game, and they had actually had some um, did some unique stuff to it, though that actually I haven't seen done previously. But they did it exceptionally well. So one of the things they did really well was, was mobile integration. So, say for instance, it's almost like a, did you did you play the um, mobile integration bit, uh, BMG? Play what? Sorry. The mobile integration game. No. Um, 
So on the first one, it was um, basically say you didn't, you could uh, game is open world. You could basically hack into the light systems and all the equipment around the actual city and basically cause havoc for the person who was driving. It was a really good implementation of the game. And you just basically opened the app and you could join, join and cause problems for their game. You'd yeah. get some benefits and they would get some benefits. Really good integration, but graphical wise and fidelity wise, yeah, there was a very big downgrade to what was showcased. Yeah. The, the closest I got to mobile integration game was um, was it Battlefield Four, where one of yes. these was like the um, commander and you had the right. iPad, and I used to do that, and that that's as close as I've I've got to that. And that was fun. That worked quite well. You know, I said, some of it, what it is actually, yeah, it's really good. That was those little things where you're helping your team out or something. You know, that's yeah. great. Yeah, yeah. So it's someone who couldn't play the game could access it that way and still be part of it, help towards victory or defeat. Uh, but yeah, I've I've still got a few reservations, but I also then I remember how far technology's come now. They've got this new engine that they're still learning, they're still figuring yeah. things out with, and it's it's new. Um, and anything we new, it takes time. There's going to be, you know, places where they trip up, they try stuff that may or may not work, and they learn from it. It's it's a learning a learning curve, but yeah, I think it's going to be like you say, VJ towards the end of the generation, really where yeah. we're going to see what they can do, you know, whether we get um, mid gen refreshes that, you know, these 0.5 consoles X, you know, series X 0.5, whatever they're going to call it. Yeah. Um, gives them even more power and, and whatever else they need to use to, to help this, to help this along. But yeah, I think we're not really going to see, exactly what unreal 5 can do on the console space until the next generation yeah which we know they're working on so it'd be yeah. it'd be interesting interesting to see i'm looking forward yeah. to it i i think the mid-gen refreshes will happen um and i think that um i think the signs are there and i think that with the unreal engine in terms of what they can do already um just without straining basically without having to really flex uh is really great already because i mean I mean, I don't know if you've played RE4, you know, when you look at uh, Lady Dimitrescu, if you look at what the Dragon Engine can do on the last generation, you know, facial mm -hmm. animation and, and, and stuff like that. Um, and, and and even general general motion, right? It's uh, it, it, for the human body. It, it's fantastic what they can do. But I just think that the tools within Unreal are just that next level. And um, and I think that, as, um, as we were saying, is they'll be able to define it and harness it more and more so uh, as as the years go by because this stuff, a lot of this stuff takes years to do, right? So um, it'll be really, 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 really interesting. And as I said to you, they'll be refining those tools because when they, when they take it out of the box Unreal, they don't just use it as it is, right? They, they customize certain aspects or pull or, or place their own tools inside, which they think might be better. And that's what's so good about Unreal. You're not stuck with what you've got. You are to a degree, but um, in terms of, I don't even remember Unreal, but I remember I was playing like Bioshock 1, 2, and 3, and then I played Gears, and then there was other, and I thought, you know what? I know these games are very different, but they all render very, very similarly. And um, mm. that's the only criticism I had. Not criticism, but there was the only th hurdle that I thought, how do, they, how do they overcome this, right? How do, they, how do developers overcome this in terms of getting games to render 
how how they want them to look. Because I mean, I, I don't want to go on about Elden Ring, but if you look at Elden Ring, Bloodborne, the Souls games, Sekiro, uh, if you see a screenshot from one of those games or a video without a title, without the fact that it's from software, you, you can tell it's a from software game because they're just their engine just displays content on the screen in a visual style that represents their studio and their game engine. Um, if, if that makes sense, maybe it's just me seeing it that way. Uh, but I'd love to hear what you guys what you guys think. Hasn't Elden Ring just got a new patch? Was it dropped a couple of days ago? Uh, yeah, one point oh nine, I think. Yeah. So how are you, are you playing Elden Ring on PC or console? Something wrong with your mic, BMG. Oh, hang on. I'll unplug and plug back in. So I'll be back okay. in a minute. Translation, he's nipping to the kitchen for a beer. Uh, yeah, snake, pint of snake bite. Sonic Hedgehog. They can pee into the jar when he's playing 17 hours of uh, Destiny 2 mm-hmm. straight. Uh, well, i got a chance. Shout-outs to UK Dazarus. Thanks for popping in. And Sentinel. Thanks for popping in. And That's Daz up. is calling this the bold cast. There's only two bold people on the show. But okay. <laughs> is, that, is that better, guys? Yes, yes. Yeah. I'll sort it. Yeah, yeah. All we've got to do is hit hit the microphone a couple of times with the um, hole puncher, and it and it works. <laughs> That's how I was brought up. I brought up when technology and stuff. Hit it with an hammer. Hit it with a hammer. Turn it on and off, and it, and it generally works. Hit it a couple of times, it works fine. Did you ever watch Armageddon? Where that the Russian astronaut he starts bashing the hell out of them. Of mm-hmm. this stuff on the shuttle and it and it works. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Have you, it's true. Have you played Elden Ring, BMG? <laughs> yes, I, I I did pick it up. I started playing it. Um I couldn't get past the stupid guy at the start on the horse. Um it just seemed to have it in for me. No matter how I tried going round him, he just kept killing me and I went, you know what? This game, because that was the first actual like Souls-like game I played, and I was like, this really isn't for me. So I went straight on to Xbox, uh, said, my son bought this by mistake, and they gave me a full refund straight away. <laughs> oh, not not my kind of game. I really struggle with it, if I'm honest. it's uh, I gave it a try, and it just didn't work out. Yeah, the, the Earth Tree Sentinel, I think you refer... Is he referring to the Earth Tree Sentinel removable? He's, yeah, yeah he's, he is. He's not yeah, yeah. Scion, is he? No. No, he's Earth Tree uh, uh, Sentinel, I suspect. And, um... yeah, so, so basically, the, the, the Earth Tree Sentinel there at the beginning of the game, BMG, when you walk out um, through from the uh, from the cave, uh, yeah. and you see the whole world there, basically it's showing you the whole world, and the Earth Tree Sentinel there is, is, is actually a really, really tough... Um, tough like um how can i put it field boss and um it's supposed to give you an idea of um you've actually got nothing whatsoever that's a really tough boss and you're supposed to actually just uh skip past him and get to the first church and follow the site because you the first sight of grace has like a has a ray uh, of light yeah pointing in the direction you need to go so it's actually telling you where to go and it's pointing to oh. the first church i forgot what the church is called now and there's a and there's a um a merchant there and you speak to him and that's where actually the game starts the field boss is just there just to give you a gauge of what you're going to come up against but uh, as you play the game as you progress through the game um and um after the second sight of grace 
um, you start to get, you know, your armor, your weapons, you get a spirit belt, you get your steed. Um, and the game points you where you need to go in terms to level up and understand the control system and everything. And then you head back to the, 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 the tree sentinel, that big, that big field boss sort of, um, draped in gold armor, right on a horse. And then you, and then you make mincemeat out of him. And that's, it's just, it's a very similar to Zelda breath of the wild. Like when you, when you start that game, um, there's these sort of mechanoid creatures with, uh, um, with sort of various limbs and red lights glowing in them, and they they make mincemeat out of you straight off the bat. But again, mm-hmm. you know, you start with nothing, and it's just trying to show you, you know, the kind of uh, enemies that are out there. I'm not saying that it can't be defeated because it probably can, you know, if you're if you're an expert. But not yeah. really. It can be defeated. You just know how to cheese it because that's how I did it. Remember? Yeah, I was trying not to talk about cheese too much. <laughs> but, uh, but then again, remember, you had arrows, right? You went and you yes. got your arrows and you came back, but. Yeah, I found a spot on a roof. Basically, just yeah. arrowed him to death. But, but if you're, but if you're at the same time, if you're 15 hours into the game and you come up against um, the, those field bosses or, or the knights, you know the, the black knights uh, uh, during yep. you know, after midnight and stuff like that, they can be tough. But once you know how to use the character, use the controls, uh, you can actually overwhelm them pretty easily. Um, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's all about progression. Those games, you, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's you know those games. You go back after twenty hours or twenty five hours, and they're like cheese. They're just so they just fold so easily yeah. uh, because you've learned quickly enough to how to deal around with it. Um, and also, unfortunately, I think um, you probably didn't get any summons either. And summons help dramatically if you are struggling. They can, they get their summons, uh, basically almost like NPC characters. They can just come on, and in some cases, depending on on the actual summons, can take take the boss on itself on its own. <laughs> yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. I, I don't. It's one of them. I think I, I probably didn't give it a fair. Well, I definitely didn't give it a fair. You just shame. didn't. You just didn't have a gun. No, that's it. Where was my my jump? My uh, my grenades. Attack, so you know, I'm thinking you want a, you want a dark you want a Dark Souls game with a gun. So you're probably thinking Remnant or Bloodborne. <laughs> no, I'm just thinking actually Remnant. The Remnant. Did you, you ever play that? One? I've heard I've heard you know, of it, but I've not played it. You know it. Amazon. You can actually buy Elden Ring, open it, try it for two days or so. Tell them you don't like it. Send a disc back, and they'll give you a full refund. Oh, yeah. I got a refund. I didn't have a problem with a refund. Did no, there's physical discs that actually, actually, actually give refunds. That's right, yeah, even yeah. If, even if you tried it. Oh, do they? Because my brother got my dad it on the PS4. He didn't really like Elden Ring. And he, my brother applied for the refund. And uh, he said, just send it back. And they well, well, I don't know how much no more problem. I can take, take of this. <laughs> refund. No, no. Oh. Elden Ring talk. When blasphemous Elden Ring talk. Oh. <laughs> We're trying to talk about I mean, how good the game is, and so I've got a refund. Oh, I can take it back. Oh, you can you can get your money back for it even today. <laughs> Basically, I, I this is Stubbs. Remember, Stubbs. If it's not a refund, he's not really interested. Stubbs was Stubbs has continued the blockbuster tradition from the eighties and nineties, well into the two thousands. If you know, he's got that mentality. Is like you know, get a game, don't like it get it back game pass that's what it is just 
Try again. Delete it. Try delete it. Did you hear they are thinking about bringing some more blockbuster stores? Are they? Uh, it's in America. I don't know, but apparently, um, they may be going back. So, I, I and, and the person who was it was it was clowns online who told me that. Toys R Us was coming back in this country. They've still not reappeared. No, I, I, did, I think liquidation and didn't they have liquidation? Yeah, they, they did, but yeah. somebody said that they bought, someone bought the rights to it and the shops were coming back. Maybe Smith, Smith, Smith toys are going now. The new yeah. toys. Yeah. Toys are us. I used to yeah. every every year when my kids were little, I used to go toys are us and not the kids, myself, used to go and set off all the toys as we're going round so they're oh, all going yes. Great, making noise and everything. That was that was the best thing to do in Toys R Us. And then like, pull one of them cars off the shelf and start going around the shopping it until uh, one of the shop assistants told you to stop. Really? I don't think oh, yeah. that's I used to love doing that. Because I remember when they, obviously, they got their classic um, advert, didn't they? When the UK one year, they decided to change the advert. Well, people went, bana- people went bananas. They changed the advert back. You can't change the, you can't change the advert. No, no. But yeah, if you're into Blockbuster, that may very well be coming back. I'd like to see Blockbuster come back because you know, I've still got back to UK. Yeah. I, I hope. What? I hope it don't. I, st- I still own 22 quid. Blockbusters. Um, <laughs> I've still got my membership card. I was hoping that I'd get my, my you know, a loyalty. I might get some sort of loyalty discount because I've still got it. <laughs> Fall of Blockbuster was kind of their own their own fault. It was. Uh, they didn't They didn't try and see. Adapt. Who, no, who was it? I think Netflix. it was that. They didn't believe in the streaming platform Netflix. Yeah, that was it, but I'm no, I'm, but who was it? There was a company that was offered when Netflix wasn't worth a lot, they were offered to acquire them. I believe it was Blockbuster yeah, passed on, it... on acquiring them, and it was the biggest I mean, mistake what... they ever made. I mean, it everybody was. makes mistakes, right? Not well, everybody, not everybody, just because you're yeah. brilliant, a, a, a businessman doesn't necessarily mean yeah. you hit upon something and you ride away, it doesn't necessarily mean you have vision, right? They're not, yeah. They're, What's that word in removable? They're mutually oh exclusive. Yeah, mutually exclusive. They are mutually exclusive. But to be honest with you, uh, let's face it, if Blockbuster had got hold of it, would Netflix become as popular as it had? Exactly, because yeah. their, their management may have completely totaled it. That's true. But you, you can't criticise Blockbuster. I mean, they, they did what they needed to do. They built a really good business. But you know, and there is at least one store still surviving and thriving in America. In Rutland, in Rutland, I heard we did have one that's long gone. Yeah, but uh, even in business or where even game studios, even developers, right? Every dog has its day. There's very, very few creators that can sort of strive or or make continually make strides over decades, Mm -hmm. right? Very, very rare. It's not everybody that can do it, and that. that I is would, what is the oldest so far in terms of it, even just a? Uh, it's not a game. Say game, well, game brand. Where's the oldest game brand that's still going? That's doing exceptionally ah. well. Oh, it's not Atari then. <laughs> well, that's one. That's what I was thinking. I think it's Atari still going. It's still making money. So, is it Atari? 
They well, just I don't bought know if the car is money removal. Yeah. It's changed hands. It's changed ownership several times for very little amounts of money. So it's a brand that still continually exists. But in terms of games, games companies or brands that continually grown and uh, are probably Nintendo. Would it be, would it be, Nintendo? Would it be Sega? Capcom, Nintendo. You have to think back to the old arcade games, right? Well, Capcom, it, be, it must be. It was Sega and Capcom then? Yeah, probably Sega, Nintendo. Yeah, I mean, Nintendo Sega had to change though, didn't they? Sega, had I mean, to, Sega had were acquired, to, right? So yeah. do you want to include companies that were acquired? Because then that, that, if not, then... I would say not, no. I think we're, 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 Nintendo. Nintendo then has probably been the one that has kept its... What were they doing before? Yeah, they were making, what was it, after the World War, they started making card games it, and stuff like that. It was card like, games and shoes, because the very first, was it Japanese, the very first Nintendo shop was selling, I, that was also another thing that I spotted on, online. It was, uh, I'm sure it was like card games and shoes they were they were selling. Yeah. Um, I, I think it was, I think it'd be, uh, off the top of my head, the one you can remember that's gone on, that hasn't really been tainted or gone under significant amount of change other than a board level is probably Nintendo. Yeah, I've had their peaks and troughs. I think I think I've actually right still at the height of their uh, existence. Yeah, sorry, go ahead, BMG. No, I was going to say I think I've still got um, it's in my mum's and dad's house loft. The uh, remember the robot that came out for the Nintendo? I've, I've still got that. Yeah, the little robot. The, he was one of the accessories to uh, the. Um, oh, I know what you're talking about Nintendo. Hmm. Um... Yeah, yeah, and it like helped you on games, or it was meant to help you on games, and it was useless. That, and I've still got somewhere the. You could uh, probably the use it for glove. Destiny Two. Or uh, I'd be cool if it did. Or oh, I've still got the power glove. That might work. <laughs> no, we know what you use the power glove for. <laughs> VR. <laughs> <laughs> VR. Except, except it's not really thing. a power glove now. More, it's more of like a sticky glove. Mr. Feels Stubbs, like uh, someone else is you... doing it for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! This <laughs> is descending into the mire quite rapidly. Um, Mr. St- Mr. Stubbs, you put up a couple of um, Luke's um, messages. Was that was that for me? Was it or that was earlier? Yeah, I I I, I saw those messages. I didn't know if you wanted to sort of uh, uh, re- echo those sentiments. It was just that I I hadn't. I was looking around, but I, I haven't seen anywhere officially where uh, Square, Square Enix have come out and said, it. oh, it's a brand new engine. That's, uh, maybe have, I've missed um, it. So I was just asking if, uh, if there was anything official or a video or anything that I could reference to. Because as far as I've seen, that they've just they've said it's not the Luminous engine, not Unreal 5 or 4, but they haven't actually said what it is or what it's made up of or if it's completely brand new or if it's... You know, or if it's a revamped uh, internal, in- they really haven't said. So, if if Luke's got something that um, he's heard, well, I haven't seen, seen it. Unless I missed it in chat, he mentioned something in chat. I, I don't know. Engine, but he did say he, he wasn't sure what the engine was. He said it's a new oh. engine. Yeah. Specific to the new game, but oh yeah, no, I didn't know if he meant that was, it was. Like, he thought it was a new engine, or whether he he he'd heard or seen an official something official stating the fact that it was a new engine. That was that was the distinction I was trying to make. in chat, Luke. He thinks it's a new engine. He just has. Yeah, he's just posted now. Yeah, it's they probably... told Skillup that in the interview did a few weeks ago, and they reconfirmed and confirmed it was a new engine. Was a new engine, yeah. Oh, cool. I'll dig it up. He's going to go and have a look. 
Oh, fan- I really appreciate that. Yeah, when he says dig it up, I thought he meant BMG's power glove, but never mind. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Stubbs yeah, is now thinking about it. <laughs> so the all they can see now is the power glove. <laughs> the Matty doesn't work. Minute. Doesn't work well with the Nintendo, but it's got other uses when you push on the vibration button. Removable. Yes. Why is, um, why is Stubbs playing some sort of um, um, video when all we really want is uh, gameplay? You want gameplay, dear? Gameplay, you please. Do you want? We, don't wanna, we don't want to hear about that the mythical on uh, Gears Six, which may never arrive. We just want to see gameplay. <coughs> it will be called Gears of War Six. Thank you very much. Oh, is that because he's your new best friend? I have been speaking to him. But nothing about the game at all. Obviously, he can't. Has he actually been confirmed he's working for them now, or is he still yeah. just putting these? No, he's, he's, he's working for them. And that's actually confirmed? Because I know he's been asking all, put these polls up and put, asking oh. all these questions, but has he officially been All these been insiders and the, the all these websites have been saying he is, and that they obviously know more than I do. But I can't understand why it's something they wouldn't officially announce or show or he actually put it on his, you know, his, like, his profile thing, LinkedIn and... And what have you? Because it's not on there, is it? The problem is the problem we've got is though is be- the problem you've got is because the coalition Xbox haven't officially confirmed they're working on Gears of War Six, or have they? Mm, um, they can't. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they have. They have. Yeah. If they yeah. announced that they are working on it, but if you remember, they said they were working on it, but then they was also working on a smaller title. Uh, from Real Five, like it was going to be a smaller game, which they then canned and moved everyone can. over onto Real. Yeah, no, moved everyone onto Gear Six. No, no one knows if they canned it. That was just a rumor. No. Yeah, well, it was never officially announced, but it was they were working on something. But whatever's gone on, it they got probably canned, made it. Whatever it was, they probably probably made it. It wasn't something they were going to release to the public. Maybe they probably realized yeah, maybe. It, realized that it's better. Time's better spent working on the new game. We don't, we don't need don't another remember. Gears of War. I don't believe don't everything they say. Uh, we don't need another Gears of War. We've literally had five games, which is the exact same story, um, with a fresh coat of paint. Don't need any more Gears. It's one of them franchises that should go where Halo is. And well, E.T., where E.T. is. That's where they should go. It's a billion dollar franchise. You're just, he's just afraid of the competition that it'll have, it'll make for Destiny 2. That's the only reason why he's really saying it. It's not a first person shooter, though, that. <laughs> just to make you feel better. Yeah. You, I'm you actually just looking, I'm trying to see what role he's got. And he has, I'm going to have to ask him, are you working on the next Gears game? He might not reply. Ring, ring right, him, because live on, live on the show. He, he does say creative director, but it obviously doesn't say of what game. But uh, no. he makes it seem like he's working on the game. He must be. I wouldn't be let's funny ask, though. Let's Sorry. ask someone neutral, removable. Would you be excited for Gears Six? Would it make your top um, ten or top five? I enjoyed Gears Five, but it wasn't a patch on Gears Two and Three. Um, I I wasn't as invested with the new characters. 
um, and they really it it it's not it's not as gritty as well. They really need to make it grittier, really kind of flesh out these new characters a little further. You know, give them some trauma, give them some pain, real proper. You know, which we can experience with it. One of the, one of the reasons that I think Gears One and Gears Two work so well was that we saw them go through the hell and pain and trauma of of you know of those two games where five just they've just oh you've just appeared and there's no real no backstory or no no well there is a backstory but there's no no real ex- shared experience with those characters to kind of knit you towards them and, you know empathize with them and so i'm hoping if they are going to do six i want that on that dark, gritty thing where we're going to see them <laughs> struggle, you know, so that we can empathise with them and so that um, the, the series itself can then grow because, let's face it, Marcus isn't getting any younger and if they want that series to grow, they're going to have to either, you know, kill it and go to a different <laughs> timeline or, you know, go somewhere, somewhere go, go into a completely yeah, different... That's why they've been pushing Kate Diaz. Yeah, yeah, but it's it's what I'm saying is there was there was nothing there to at least for me. This is just a personal thing for me. There was she, she was there was nothing there to um for me to link to or empathise with or you know she just seemed like a wasted character. She, she like you know just turns up and then she's got the key and I'm like well come on give us where's this but where's you know, give us something a little bit more oomph with it with you know what, even with, with Marcus what, what even the fact that her grandmother's yeah it was it kind of just like yeah it's just it's just like you know oh come on it's just like there's no there's no empathy with the way that the character is drawn and portrayed and that's the problem. That's exactly it. Yeah, at least with I mean, Lee's got Marcus right. He was imprisoned. You don't really find out why. Yet it takes they they go through the whole story of why he was imprisoned. You go through all the the crap and hell he has to go through. Even this the fact that he loses you know close friends as he's going through that experience. The book, you know. Yeah, um, I've listened. I've been listening to. I finished it now. Cliff Bozinski's book, and I, I wrongly gave Rod Ferguson a lot of stick over Gears Four and Five, but. Hearing what he did, um, he basically Gears of Epic Games was a tiny studio at the time, very small team, and he came over from Microsoft because Microsoft didn't trust Epic Games to deliver the game on time, and he came over and he worked on things. He says, "Oh no, no, Marcus has got to be a war hero." What do you mean? He says they need a story to gravitate to, and they didn't understand a lot of that. And he taught people. And he actually resigned from Microsoft, Microsoft paying him a lot of money to work at Epic Games. But he said he resigned from Microsoft, took a massive pay cut, and and worked at Epic Games at a massive reduction. Because, believe it or not, <coughs> it's in the book, though, he actually loved Gears of War. He, he worked, for, worked for Epic Games up to Gears of War 3. And then when uh, Tim Sweeney said that they're going to work on a new project, a new game, because... Gears of War won't be cool forever. As VJ, we, we 
last we talked on the phone, VJ said about Bioshock Infinite. He got an opportunity to, buy, to work on Bioshock Infinite and moved on. But he loved Gears of War. Then he came back and worked on Gears 4 and 5. But he, he that guy, he understands what it means to make a game. I know people are critical of 4 and 5, but he, he without him... The building blocks of Gears of War might not be. Oh, I, I, don't, don't get me wrong, but I think I learned, I learned like, loads, it's loads from that. that it's book. just, it's like, it's like, okay, it's like, it's like, uh, it's like capturing, capturing the spark again, you know. And it's just unfortunate. I think we don't need, they, we, don't, they, we, don't, we, don't, we don't, we need gritty, but we don't need a survival horror game. That's not what Gears is. No, 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 but as I said, you need the empathy with the characters, and I, I, none no. of the young characters. You need the grittiness and the scare. No, no, I, I think, I think, I think what removal for, and forgive me, removal. I don't mean to put yep. words in your mouth. I think the problem with Gears Five was that it was very faint and very dull in terms of the fact that the way that the characters were designed, it wasn't mm-hmm. with any heart. And I think what people mm-hmm. want is Gears 6, 7, 8, not, whatever it's going to be called, whatever the next game is, for any game for that matter, uh, and the ones that are, are, are the most popular, is because there's a lot of thought and heart that, thought that goes into them, and it's because people put their heart into it. That's why Elden Ring, as much as you hate it or love it from a gameplay perspective, but the story, uh, the lore, etc., is part of the reason why it's gone on to sell 20 million units, because most games are devoid of such... You know, um, design. Um, uh, you can put a story under design, couldn't you? Technically, or as yeah, a, technically, uh, yeah, yeah. So, and um, and that's why you know certain games have a an undeniable attachment rate to them, right? Um, I'm not saying that every game has to be gritty or horror. I mean, it could be bloody Mario for 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 anyone cares. But there's, but there's something there's there's, there's got to be characters to gravitate towards, towards right? to. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Gravitate. Both using the same words now. Because, like in the original trilogy, you obviously had Marcus's story. It's a war hero, and you obviously had Dom's. Your Dom and Dom. What happened with Dom's wife? That 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 still made that's still an emotional scene. Who's the old geezer? Who's the old geezer? Marcus Phoenix. Oh, that's the one. They tried to create empathy through obviously. If you don't play Gears of War Five, if you make a decision and you kill off his son i felt empathy for that but it's not on the level it's not on the level that that was that was that was a snow that was that was silly that is that's a perfect example there they go you can kill off a character that you haven't even invested your time into so why would you care now if they had said something like that of like okay you're going to kill off dom after three games, you are being heavily invested in that character. Just some young... Oh, he's, he's, he's his finishing son. We didn't learn anything much about him. We didn't... He, he, there was so little there. In fact, he yeah, was kind of unlikable. Fine. I was just like, all right, fine, you, whatever. What you'll find is, though, a coalition of, of probably chosen the path. This whole, you're going to Gears of War 6 with the way you play Gears of War 5 is not going to happen. It's going to be chosen for you. And what they'll do is, there's been a lot of interviews where they've spoken about what they could do potentially. Uh, and they've put, like, called them dark memories. So the person that actually died, the, 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 the timeline, the coalition choose, you can still play that character in the game even though he's dead. Yeah, no, but, but, 
So oh, exactly. But what, but that, that's what going that shows you, that tells you already, just by that choice alone, that it was a wrong choice. It hadn't, you know there was no really. You know that's going to survive, don't you? Well, it's, 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 yeah, but the trouble is, I say this, there was no investment there. There was no, that, none of the young characters, which is a shame, invested me. And I think it's because they didn't go through the journey. They're, they were trying to push your investment too early on. They need that, that game, five, to be a slow burner, go through, learn about these characters, go through another range of hell, you know, for these characters to grow and develop, and yep. then do that so, maybe at six. So is that a they, design issue? Must be. Must be a design issue. No, no, I'm, Someone, I'm, someone's I'm, clearly said, look. Just get it done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, you, it felt like one, two, and three. Five felt like one, two, and three all put together in five, but shortened. And that was the that was the worst thing. It was just like I felt like it was like a a, a reduced one, two, and three storyline quickly shortened for five uh, with new characters. And I was like, it doesn't work that way. It doesn't. You need time. You need to progress, and you need time as a as a as a character to grow, and you need to grow with it. There was no growing with these new characters. I didn't grow then, with them. And only then do you attempt the tree sentinel. Exactly. You're listening, BMG. Yeah, yeah, I'm listening. He's asleep. Because because we're all going to club together, and that's the only birthday present you're going to get for the next <laughs> ten years. <laughs> the only characters I can remember from Gears is the uh, Phoenix and Coltrane. That's about it. Mm. Best ones. But the the games, all the games, are pretty much the exact same. I played them all. I have played them all. I, uh, I played them with a friend. But... I would definitely say first. Do you know what it is first one was dark, darker and gritty, and then second one was much more action. Do you know it, it kind of replicated for me? One was like Alien, and two was like for Aliens. They ramped mm. up the, and then then three was kind of like, how do we tie this all together? And then four, I do you know what? Four, I can't even quite remember. <laughs> That's how bad it was. Yeah. F- five was, I just found it boring. I didn't find it interesting. Mm-hmm. Like, no. I didn't connect with the characters. Yep. Um, you, you know, I like a game where you, you, you've got that sort of emotional connection. You, you know, you're really rooting for them. Um, you want to have a proper, you know, in, impact on, on these characters and the decisions you make. But. I think the only thing I remember in Gears Five really is that that bird's mum or grandma or something was doing one of the alien people, and you were related somehow. Whatever can, happened there? I can sit. I can see you. You said those words. That's what I said about the old geezer. I can imagine Stubbs there, right, sitting back in his wing-back leather seat, digging his nails into the leather of his of his uh, <laughs> arms. There, going, what the hell are you sat in? <laughs> oh, I'm biting my tongue with all this slander. <laughs> Keep going. No, well, the you story know. could be far. The story could be far better than it is. To be honest, it could. What it could story? be. You don't understand. Well, that... you don't understand the swarm war, so you, d- you don't understand the story, do you? Yeah, but, but the, hang, hang on a minute. Hang on. The DLC did a better job of telling us about those characters than the whole by... of. I agree because it was written by somebody different, written was... by a completely different writer. 
Exactly, and that's what I'm saying. And I, believe, I felt like, like shouts to Crispy while I'm in chat, and I, I, I agree with him. I do believe that Gears of War Six, it will be called that, will be more reminiscent graphically, obviously, because Gears of War Five was made in Unreal Four, and Gears of War, um, what's it called? The Hive Busters DLC was made with like Unreal Four Point Five. Um, it was not, it's, not, it's not even a graphical fidelity. There was more like, heart and story in that linear. DLC than the entirety of Gears 5. It has to be linear. Gears of War is linear. No, 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 no. That doesn't have to be linear because let's look at it. Gears was never linear. Gears had Gears alternative paths. Yeah, it was. So, I mean, in the fact that they tried to make a Gears of War semi open world, which that, that's where they went wrong. Gears Five. No, I think I think it would have worked if it's just mainly most... if if the story and the characters were likable, but they they weren't. I no. could see the fact they could go semi open world and almost like you grow those characters together, but it yeah. wasn't. There was it was just literally thrown on your lap. It's like, well, here's some new characters. Deal with it. Yeah, and I, and I think the the slight change in the way that the world's designed affects the pacing of the game which also then will affect the narrative and it has a compound effect on in terms of your engagement with it. That That's that's one of the things I found, I, and I'm not a Gears expert by any means. I can I can agree with that to some degree, but I think if they've got some good writing and there's some yep. good writing in the side missions, you sometimes the side missions or these open-world side missions can actually help grow the character that you're yeah, trying to saying, be with. I'm not saying oh, the approach is wrong. I'm just saying the way that it's been executed or designed and executed doesn't marry the two uh, facets of the game together correctly or, or, or on, on point or on, in balance in, or in harmony. Well, so the the old bird, which was a mum, whoever she was, so <laughs> I, the bit I might be missing, so she was like banging all these hive. So does that make her the other... You, the the woman you play, does that no, make she's, her granddad? She's, she's, she's Marlene. You're, you're talking about Marlene. All right, Marlene. <laughs> so, but so she, so she was like doing it's all cool. these hive. And what do you mean? I don't get what you're that, asking. <laughs> well, who's the, who's the old bird? The old bird that the the, 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 the queen. Dot con. Right. Dot con. Right. So. Dot Cotton, she was banging the hive. No. Which makes the the one of the hive is like. But that she's girl not. Who you play Point Vera is not is not alien. She's human. Just yeah, like I, I get she's human, but yeah. she's the queen of all them. So she must have been doing something with them. Come on, this is the real story. This is what we need a game about. Well, she... if, if people need, yeah, if people need a law, they'd understand this. It's, so one of, of them, one of, the one of them, one of them high so, things isn't her granddad is or dad. Queen Mary, you know, you know, when you went into um, the Hope facility, New Hope. There's a lot of law in there about Queen Mira. Pretend too. that I know what you're talking about. Queen, well, you got. If you don't pay attention to the law, you won't. That's the problem. In the new hive so she was facility. getting around a bit, essentially, what you're saying. She was getting around a bit with the hive. It's quite I mean, to be honest, it's quite rough. I mean, they <coughs> they experimented on children, you see, in, in that New Hope research. Oh, it's quite, yeah. she was experimenting, all right. No, it? it was to try and make berserkers. 
they're, and they're all females. Oh, so I, I think Masuko's got it right that BMG handed Elden Ring back when it got a refund on Elden Ring when he did because if he was talking about Elden Ring right now, I'd be. <laughs> Oh my goodness! <laughs> oh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't uh, even the law, the law, try to understand Elden Ring. The law of Gears of War is absolutely incredible, and you are right, BMG. You need to explore that law and turn it into more story because there are parts of Gears Four and Five where they skip certain bits, and certain bits have happened, and they don't. Bridget, how did how did she become queen then? I, I'm. I'm. How, how have we got two removables? Oh, sorry. Oh, um, which one do I remove? There's two of them. Removable. Do what do you think of the other removable? <laughs> <laughs> Look, I thought I just clearly I felt overwhelmed. There's not enough of me on the screen, so I thought I'd try and see if I could make that work. <laughs> 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 so, yeah, so Stubbs. So, how did she become queen then? Um, I, I, I skipped quite a lot of the stuff because I don't like going reading. Yeah, so I'm not. Things. I'd have to make a podcast on that because uh, I got crispy bombs in chat, and I'll probably get something wrong. So, um, did she have, get crispy did on? She, did she have a thing with the hive? Was she married to one of them? Did, was it a fling, and it turned into something more, and she became queen? Off the top of my head, I can't remember. All right. of the above, BMG. All of the above. <laughs> I'll have to send, I'll have I'm going to put a snake bite. I cannot remember. But... Oh, she, she's a little minx, isn't she? <laughs> she is human, though. Yeah, but I, what, I don't understand how she got where she was. It, it was the more going on. Where we need the love interest. We need to know what... You know, there could be a whole game on some that. Of that. Some of that is in Gears 5. She was a it, scientist. What's the... Yeah, it was a slightly, slightly skipped over, slightly kind of semi quickly talked about. But if you look on the walls and some of the pictures, yeah, we'll uh, basically BMG just wants to see alien tentacle porn, and he was hoping that gears, that gears was going to bring it. Because there's a lot of creators I know that have made videos on this stuff with short videos on them. What kind of videos? The ones that removal we just mentioned, or something else? Gears of War, because there's that much on it. Oh, but so there's that. Way. So the so there's gear porn out there. Well, saying that though, oh, one hundred percent, there is gear porn, porn out there. Yeah, yeah. Deep and as confusing. Well, actually, the Destiny law is even more confusing than, than the gears. It is. Gears this is more put together. Porn. I'm going to give you all this. I've got a question for removable. What's, in your opinion, because I'm not familiar with the studio, what is the best piece of content, full game, uh, doesn't matter what format, even if it's DLC, that the coalition has put out? I, I, I think that the the Hive Busters DLC was a fantastic, fantastic uh, DLC, and it kind of brought back what I'd like to say. Right? <laughs> Recently, I can't say it's the best I've ever done because, to be honest with you, I still have very fond memories of one and two. But those weren't by Coalition, right? Yeah, I know, it I know Crispy Bomb and Chat. I know Gears 5 answers a lot of the questions these guys are asking, but um, they, 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 missed, they missed it. 
Oh my god, there's some really freaky shit on there. What you you actually looked it up? Yeah, oh, it's on Pornhub as well. Oh my god, Kratos, what are you doing to Freya? No, that's it. I'm, I'm done googling but that. No, but no um, I think the Gears of War Six will go in more of a more of a. It will be more of a Hive Busters kind of style game, and the. If to go with that, the story and narrative would be great because it was very well put together. But I do think the oh god, removable sanity is here again. I know so, he's not answering. Oh, for crying out loud! What's going on here? I'll remove the other one for you. Yeah, you're gonna move the old one, are you? Okay. So, right. what would? Because I can see, to me, and I'm probably way wrong, but literally all the Gears games seem to be the same thing. It's this Locus, Hive, whatever you call them, War. And it just seems to be the same thing for every game. What would you like to see in the new one, which could actually maybe bring new fans into the, the, the genre, Gears of War um, franchise? From a what would they have to do? For a multiplayer perspective. Uh, from from the campaign perspective, what would they need to do to not I wouldn't say more. reboot but move the move the franchise to three four three? No 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 Oh yeah. I'm just kidding. I'm just <laughs> Would collection. you like a different story? If you, Something if you, if new? you want to destroy the game, give it to three four three. But would you want a different story? Would you? That's a bit harsh. That's a bit harsh. Stick no, on. No, because you have to. You can't just because we're in it with a new trilogy, with a swarm war. You have to tie up the swarm war end. You but can't just move on. You, wouldn't you, you rather have a new enemy come in, take out? This, what are all these euphemisms? The swarm war. You got. You got to. Think, you got to complete the swarm war. You say. What's the swarm war? What you, the war you're currently in? You've played the games, you should know. I've never heard it called Swarm War. It's just the same game. It's usually you fight the guys that come out the ground. Yeah, but the the, the Swarm War is what you're the war you're in currently. That's what you're fighting for. Ah, oh, I never got that. Okay, I don't know how. It is there, but a lot of people don't pay attention to a lot of stuff in the game. They don't take it in. They probably listen like, to music or whatever while they're playing it. I like the bit where you had to, I can't remember, is it Gears 2 or 3? The one where you had the you had to stay out, stay in the light, not the dark, because then back would rip you apart. One, it was one, sorry. Yeah. And that was that was the Krell. Yes. Basic. And Amazing, that was this is what I say. This is that's why it was a bit more I'd say it's a bit the one was see was a bit more like alien because it you had to be slow and methodical because yeah. if you failed to go through it, you would be torn apart. Second was very much more of an action sequence. And so both both had their, their unique experiences. Um, but that's why I think, I think they should bring back kind of one sort of style. It just, it worked. It worked because in, in a way I kind of felt like you're too overpowered. Where with one, it was like, no, you are not overpowered at all. You are fighting for your life to get through this war. Um, that's what I kind of liked. And you grew. You grew with the character because of it. 
But um, Stubbs didn't really uh, didn't play one, did you, Stubbs? You played two first, then one. Yeah, that's true. That is that is true. One yeah. with um, the General Ram, General Redan, Jim Ram, General Ram. That was absolutely few games. Amazingly scary character. Yeah, and also an absolute sod to kill on insane difficulty. That sounds like General Redan. Probably, but I tell you what, I think Ram was probably a bit harsher, harsher because the, that 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 boss fight is horrendous. It is truly horrendous on insane difficulty. You have to be pretty good to complete it on insane. I don't think there's many people who've completed it on insane difficulty. Stubbs? No. No, I haven't. No. BMG? Sorry. But I was reading yeah. chat. I, 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 I thought that'd be your response. Yep, carry on. Yeah. And I was just thinking, I was just I was just thinking then when you were talking about General Ram, what if it, a bombshell drops the next game and that turns out General Ram was actually your granddad. Boom. Uh, a bit predictable. I'd 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 want something a little bit more, uh, because they did that was with like was it they they kind of tried a a new wave of enemies with the the fluorescent you know bugs that are like you know infecting the uh, locusts. It's like, oh, no, 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 no. This is a completely different enemy type. But it's like, <clears throat> th- do you know I what? Think I want... Sorry, go on. I, I kind of actually enjoyed one or two where you knew who your enemy was and they were just mm. evil. And then you kind of, that was it. It, was, it wasn't It was too, co- I think sometimes people make it too complicated. <laughs> yeah. Keep it I, simple. I, I think I'd like, yeah. I think I'd like to see with like the new gears because I don't get me I, I did enjoy playing them. I, the, to me, the story was all the same. I didn't really follow the law, but I think maybe if they could do like a, a soft reboot of the franchise, kind of like how God of War did it from the original games into the you know 2018, like a not a full reboot, but like go back, maybe go back to the roots of Gears One. Maybe I, I, historically, if they were doing historical references, yeah, I could see how that works. If they wanted to, you know, prior to Hive Wars or something, or you know, prior to something else, I could probably see that going forward. But I, I would kind of stay away from release gears one, two, and three. Just, just keep that as what it was. That was a time. I'd kind of put, you know. It, it's a tough one. They need to build up some of these characters. They've set these characters, new characters now. They need to make us like them, and that's mm. going to be tough. Or do what um, Disney did. Um, forget like a load of the stuff existed and then just make their own lore up. Let's forget Gears 4 and 5 and then just carry on from 3. Or, or the perfect example, do the sitcom situation when it comes to that. It was all a dream. <laughs> Four or five was all, all, all. Yeah, you just see him wake up. Oh, oh, that's right. And you find Bobby Ewing in the shower. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> like Marcus it, Phoenix in the shower. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. So even Gear, even 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 uh, Stubbs is now thinking about this. Don't put Marcus Phoenix in the shower. Probably. Yeah, he, I bet he's, he's he's probably got his head in a pillar screaming right now was defiling Gears of War. 
<laughs> Come on, Stubbs. Steer this show back on track. He can't. He's he's right now. He's he's trying to look. Do you know what? He's he's probably opened up that secret private browser looking at Gears Porn. No, he's, uh, he's yeah. on a third carriage adrift from uh, General. Uh, welcome, Carlo. From Forge TV. <laughs> uh, welcome to Indie Gamer. Thanks for popping in. Well, you're speaking to. He's talking about Carlo earlier in the show. Just let Indie Games Indie Gamer know that we've mentioned Silk Song at least once. We have. Yeah, I said it's a game that shouldn't exist. Oh, God. I've don't not played the first played, one. Don't to tell me you haven't played Hollow Knight, BMG. I, have, I haven't played Hollow Knight. Um, this is where I'm, I normally get shamed. Um, I don't really play indie games because I don't find them that interesting. Removable? I've There's, not found one that I've connected with. No, that, 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 no, that's a that's a much better answer. Actually, his yeah. last one is like I haven't found one that's connected, and that yeah. I can understand because I was there myself. And probably yeah. the, the path of indie games is it's strangely enough is once you've connected with one indie game, you'll start to then look and test out other indie games, and that's when you'll start to progress. So yeah. it's not so. So people just go, oh, you know, it's. A slow progression, but it's, it, it just takes one fit to click, yeah. and then it will, it will happen. It's one of those things you'll be like, oh, okay, well, let's try that. Actually, oh, this really clicks well. That franchise has really got me interested. So, for instance, um, Vampire Survivors. Is it Vampire Survivors? Or... Yeah, Vampire the... Survivors. Yeah. yeah, indie game. Did you, if you got into that... You enjoyed that. Like that. Now, yeah, exactly. No, but there was loads and of loads of before. Yeah. That's what I mean. It's the one that blew up, though. It yeah, is. that. Yeah, that. That's my struggle. I've not seen anything that that's grabbed me that said I need to play that. And uh, it's not that I've got nothing against indie games. I think it's brilliant what they do. Some of the games, I think, you know, you know, it's really good. I hear, you know, see indie show, see a lot of people talking about how good these indie games, you removable VJ. Um, uh, but I've just not found one that I've gone. I need to play it yet. Uh, I'm still, don't get me wrong, I'm still looking. I'm open to playing stuff, trying new things, but it's got to be one of them games that I've got to go. I want to play that. I need to play mm-hmm. that. I've just not come across one as of yet. And that is fair enough. I think it's one of those things. It takes time. It takes an open mind to try and do so. But once it clicks, it clicks. And that was it. I was in the same boat, you know, and it, it just took one game that really clicked with me for me to kind of then go, okay, I'm just going to, look elsewhere and try and look at different things as well. So I, I, I'll never shame anyone for saying nothing's clicked with me yet hmm. because well, that's, that's the most, gamer. yeah, that's, that's the most honest opinion. It hasn't clicked with me. Well, you no. can't make games click. Unfortunately, you can't. Some games click for some people, some games click with others. That's it. Same, same with some triple A games, you know, there's triple A yeah. games. I hear people going absolutely nuts over how amazing it is. And I go, I look at it and think it's not. There's nothing that's making me want to go and play it just for the sake of playing it. It's I, I've got to want to play it again. You know, time time is precious. We've only all got limited time on this planet, and it's like I don't want to just play stuff for 
the sake of playing it because everyone's saying it's the best game ever. If I, I don't want well, Indy saying how how can I not find something that clings if I don't try them? Um, I'm more of I want to see it. You know, I watch a trailer, um, I watch a review, I watch you know gameplay or whatever. And that's how I tend to look at it and think, yeah, I want to play it or no, I don't want to play it. Um, yeah. I honestly don't have the time to think. Right, I'm going to download it, play it for a couple of hours, and see how I go with it. It's I, I just think, to me, that and I'm, I'm only speaking for me. I'm not saying about anyone else, but to me, that's a waste of time for me. That time could be spent somewhere else doing something else. Um, but I do like to look. I don't get me wrong. It's like I don't just dismiss indie games, don't look at them or anything like that. Anytime there are indie games and stuff coming out, I do look at them. I look at trailers. I listen to what people are saying, but I have to see it. And if I look at it and thinking, you know, I want to give that a go, I'll give it a go, and it'll probably and it could probably hook me if I've got that feeling that I want to play it. It's already got me, but I've not come across an indie game yet that's made me feel that way. It's, it takes time. Honestly, it takes time. You'll, you'll, it'll be something I click. You'll watch something and go, "Oh, that looks nice," or "That looks good." You'll probably watch something else in another video and go, "Oh." Yeah, that's that. I'll try it out. You know, it's 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 everyone's different in that regards. Um, uh, you know, so the fact that you're still looking is is a good thing. You haven't dismissed yeah. them completely, which I do know some players do. They just go, "No, I am never ever going to touch an indie game whatsoever. It is not worth my time, money, or effort." So at least having an open mind for me is the you know is a great thing still. Yeah, but I, I think you know I, I see what stuff Indy's putting in the chat. Indy, please don't cut my internet off. Um, but maybe, maybe I do need to step out of that norm and comfort zone, and maybe I just need to try some, do something different. Maybe give what something remains a try. Of Edith Finch, you need to download it now. It is amazing. <laughs> I will change your mind forever. That looks right. boring. It's amazing. The stories. Do, yeah, it's stories. They're great. Yeah. yeah, but some people don't like the narrative stories. That's the thing. BMG will know his yeah. the genres that that suit him the best. Um, and the best advice to say if if you've got a particular genre that, that you really really like, try and find an indie game that suit is in that genre, because you'll find something that will click better with a genre that you're really really into rather than a genre that you're not into. Yeah. Um, and and then once you've then only then would I say start to move into other genres as like for someone who absolutely hated Dark Souls indie games was my uh, way into that genre and now yeah. I'm actually really enjoying the Dark Souls series and stuff and those sort of type of games but I absolutely hated it prior to that so you know, I you know, it's one of those things. Take your time, don't rush. You know, and the fact you've got an open mind, that's always a good thing. Doesn't matter. Mm. You know, yeah. You know, don't let people try and force you into where you should go. I think you should, you know, find something that you really like, you really enjoy, and then just play it. Yeah, I'm gonna find something. I'm gonna I'm gonna make it a point for this year that I will find an indie game uh, that I am gonna go and play. Um, I'll. Step out a bit, give some a try, and uh, and see where see where we go. But it's just I'm I've always been one of them for yeah. I like Destiny because it's more 
I I enjoy the game, but it's more of you know playing online with friends, chatting, yeah. catching up, and stuff and stuff like that. And and I find that more enjoyable than playing it on my own. Same with Halo. Halo. I've not played a Halo yet on my own. I've always played with someone, and and that's mm-hmm. and I enjoy it more. But um, I more go for these the cinematic story-driven games. That's where always my focus has been. I like a game where I can jump in, big epic story, um, you know, things going on like the Uncharted series is one of my favourite series of games I've ever played. And, mm-hmm. you know, and they're the sort of games I've always gone for. Um, I played Battlefield 2042, but I play with a friend, so it's it's not that I'm just playing it on my own. I'm, I'm catching up with a friend and playing and having fun more on concentrating what's going on. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I do. Connotations, I think the connotations of uh, social uh, social gaming um, is just is just rampant now. It, it mm. a lot of gamers I know they they won't play um, with themselves. They need a partner. <laughs> right, Mister Stubbs. Anyway. Um... <laughs> oh, I, I prefer to yeah. I need to play with yourself, is that what you're saying? As a game. He's taking the Fifth Amendment, yeah. Um, but yeah. no, yeah, because I'm like you, BMJ. I would just play single-player games, Uncharted, God of War, Spider-Man, or, you know, Final Fantasy, all that sort of stuff. Mm. But but um, sometimes I... What was that game Back for Blood? Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't really play that many co-op or, you know, party games, but I think um, I had a lot of fun with that. And... Um, not not just the catching up, but the the experience itself in terms of gaming socially, you know, uh, I think is has a has a big impact on people um, these days for for yeah. sure. But um, uh, I don't know. Back in the nineties, did I really do couch co op that much? I, I I don't know. I don't remember. So I I was one of the the, the PC land boys. So for me. It was yeah. It was literally pick up your PC, go around to someone's oh, house, yeah. connect by LAN, and then we'd yeah. spend hours. Uh, I mean, uh, really, really for me. removal. Yeah, I'm really sorry. Removal. I used that term, but I was thinking of like eSWAT and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in the arcades. Uh, so, well, uh, so I was using the term for, for the arcade game. For night so you're telling me you through. never had like a, you never put off. So you kind Renegade, of well, um, and I suppose uh, it. All, I suppose it all... Dragon Ninja, Double Dragon, you know all that sort of stuff. I yeah I get I get you know actually it was those sort of games was with my family members like brother yeah. uh, friends it was harder because people couldn't afford that many games and so trying to get your mate to buy a game <laughs> just to play co-op with him was actually a lot harder than it is than it is today. Was it time so, splitters or was it Halo removable? Which was time the first... splitters. Time Splitters, yeah. Um, yeah, Time Splitters was an amazing multiplayer mm, game. It was. Um, um, and it was probably the start of one where I found that other people besides myself had also brought the game. And so, you know, playing four-player with uh, on Time Splitters with your mates was, yeah. was really good, yeah. you know. But was that online removal or was that Couch? Couch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that there, there, there was on there was ongoing capability. Was it BMG? Uh, yeah, yeah. I think it was it was limited. I think it was uh, they did have a 
online, like sort of online for for time splitters, but I don't think it worked very well, if I remember rightly. I think it was. I mean, it was awful. It was better couch co-op, if I remember rightly. Mm -hmm. Like Goldeneye, Goldeneye, yes, brilliant, brilliant, fun game. See, for me, for me, it was stuff like um, I I don't know if you guys remember Virtual Racing uh, Eight Player and uh, Daytona in the arcades, right? Mm. Mm Because a lot of money in the arcades. Well, Virtual Cop. Oh, yeah. Top time crisis, yep. Time, um, yeah, but, time but, crisis. But Daytona, uh, down at the seasides, and Margate and all that, eight mm-hmm. players, you know, game with friends and playing that, you know, for an hour or so. Um, I mean, yeah, so I can, I don't know if it took time, but obviously with technology and stuff, it took time, right, to get it across onto PC. So I can understand the social aspect, like BMG saying, you know, is it work all day or whatever? Um hmm. Or, or uh, etc., and then coming home and then chatting with friends and catching up, having a beer or a pint of snake bite, and then playing you know his <laughs> favorite game. Then because time's limited, right? As well, right? I don't know how much time you spend playing games, uh, uh BMG. Uh, it, it, it varies depending what I've got work wise through the week, but uh, I've lately I've been trying to get a couple of hours, maybe three hours in on an evening if possible, um, where, where I can, yeah. But yeah, it's it, it's it's good. It's like um, you know, Sea of Thieves was not something that really interested me. But um, when you're actually playing with friends, you know, I tried tried it on my own, failed, deleted it, um, re-downloaded it because you know was, we got together. If you remember me, uh, UVJ and Stubbs, and we started having a bash, and then you know we're sailing away, and Stubbs yeah. fell asleep, and the ship I crashed. Did. So. Me and VJ decided to set it on fire while he was on it and watch it sink. <laughs> you know, <laughs> good old you know, thing. Those, yeah. That's it. But those experiences, because it's like it's just something that's not scripted. It's just something unique because we decided to do something on a whim because it was fun. Um, and I just I like that 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 social aspect because you know a lot of my friends, you know, they've all got you know jobs, families, so. You can't catch up, you know, nip down to the pub for a beer or round for a cup of tea. It's sometimes when you get a couple of hours free, it's jump on game and catch up while gaming. And and I, I find, I, I would say over the last couple of years, that that's how I've mainly connected with, you know, friends that I can't go and see daily for, you know, because of, you know, Various reasons. life and everything else. Yeah, yeah. It, it's just that is the way I connect, and and it also makes me helps me enjoy games more as well because I'm ex, not just experiencing it on my own. I'm experiencing with others. Um, you know, and we and you just never know what's going to happen, and you know, something crazy could happen, and you experience that together, and it's it's yeah. you know, it's and, it's it's good. Sorry, BMG, you just said something removable, and if you see the common pattern, you know those um, Paolo in Japan videos. And though, even though he follows the lives of ordinary mm-hmm. people across all sorts of uh, jobs and disciplines and life activities, what do they all do when they go home at night? They make themselves a quick meal and then mm-hmm. they sit down, they open up their TV and their laptop, and what are they conversing and eating with friends and playing games? That's what yep. they've all got in common, right? From seven or eight at night until what, 10, 11, 12, 1 o'clock in the morning. Yep. They all do it. It's, it's um, Oh, that was a culture. It was a it was a cultural aspect. It was literally a city. It was, you know, they do like you know, fifteen hour days, and then you said make something to eat, and then just basically read manga or 
<laughs> game for the next four or five hours, then do the whole thing again. Like, Jesus yeah, Christ. The social activity, right? At the yeah. end of the day, yeah. because it's not easy, necessarily cheap to go out in Tokyo. It's very expensive, but they can go home. They can meet with three or four friends. They can play. Um, they play games together, and some of them are indie games. Most of them are indie games, actually, that they were playing. Yes, together. right, yeah. You know, they were, that's, I think that's a really important point to make. Uh, but out of the, I mean, I don't know if you know this guy. He's got, he's got lots and lots of videos, and he has uh, millions of subscribers and uh, hundreds of thousands of views on his videos. He just follows the lives of normal, everyday people in Japan, um, from all over Japan that move to Tokyo primarily, have jobs, have lives, uh, single, single. Um, so what would you say what 20 to 30 year olds and um, and they all do pretty much the same thing in the evening uh, which is you know eat at home and um, unless they're going out on a work thing and playing um, indie games together in groups of four or five mm-hmm. so yeah, plugging indie games there for you remember it's, it's, it's there on screen the child what guess oh. what Mm-hmm. Who's, who's that? Queen Mary. Oh, she looks younger in a picture. It's a child. <coughs> oh, so she's not really as old as that in the game. Oh, that's a picture when she was a child. No, it was a historical oh. picture. Oh, right. I'll I'm going to send you this video rather than put it on there. Uh, yeah, don't worry about that. Well, you wanted to know. No, I, I, just to know, yeah, I just wanted to know if she was having a way with the whatever you call them, hive, whatever they're called. Locus. Locus, yeah. She was experimenting. She looks like one of them type of people. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> oh, the conversations we have. Oh. I tell you something, mixing fosters and vaping really doesn't do me well. <laughs> Is it because you're drinking the vape and you're trying to smoke the fosters? It very could be, very well could be that that, that combination, that order doesn't work. Stubbs has gone quiet again. Do you know oh, I'm starting I'm to worry here. about? Oh, you are there, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's uh, doing a very derelict duty of uh, being host this week. So I yeah, to... yeah. Do you know what it is? Very he's getting exciting. himself. He's getting himself prepared for the uh, the West event this week. Uh, this week no, is it end of this I week. Thought was, uh, I thought we was looking up Destiny Two insults. <laughs> oh, oh! <laughs> I like Destiny Two. Oh, there you go. No, that's the worst thing. If that's not an insult. <laughs> Is an insult. <laughs> First off, I've got a really bad cough. I'm trying to keep the cough into the minimum. That's why. That's why I'm not talking for very long at once. It's because you know what it is. It's because you've been you've been obviously clearly you've been um to get that cough. You've been sucking on something, haven't you? No. <laughs> I've had enough of the bloody was... cough. Had it for weeks. It's annoying. It was now. a pause there before he answered. That's exactly what he's like. He's like. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to keep the listeners don't want to hear my cough, so I keep pausing the mic a lot. Even though you lot don't think the mic's paused, I've, I've got a button on my mic. Obviously, press pause. Mr. Stubbs, Ch- Ch- actually, Ch- sorry, sorry to jump in. I'm really sorry, but I have to actually leave. Um, 
I've got to go. Yeah, do no, that's stuff. fine. We can wrap it up here oh. if you want. No problem. No, no. I just want to say thanks for having me on. Uh, thanks for movable. Uh, no <laughs> doubt. Again, BMG, it was great to speak to you today, and uh, yeah, thanks for everybody in the chat for listening to my nonsense and Mr. Thanks Stubbs. Thanks for having me again. Thanks for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. No. To, great, great to be on a show again, VJ. It's been too long, too long. Amen. Thank you, sir. Bye, thanks, everyone. VJ. Have a good. Thanks, you, mate. thanks for coming on, BMG. It's been a. Been a good one to have you back on the show. It has, yeah, yeah. It's 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 it's, it's been it's been a while uh, since we've uh, done done a show together, and it's uh, doing a podcast on a Monday again. You know, the Monday nights were free after our stint with uh, Stasis Chat. Well, yeah. yeah, it's been good. It's good. But yeah, do you want to tell people where they can find you? I have linked the website and stuff in the description. But if you want to tell people where they can find you, are you on now? A content creator and a podcaster. Yeah, www.sonicappreciation.com, isn't it? You'll never be a podcaster or content creator. I said, well, now you're actually (laughs) deemed one of them now. You are. You're in that realm. I'm a cog in a wheel. That's that's, that's, that's the title I'll take. Cog cog in a wheel. Just like Gears. (laughs) (laughs) go and get me some of that queen mirror if you know what i'm saying (laughs) so that's the website if you want to go for you know queen mirror porn.com bmg is currently the uh (laughs) Uh, tea bags aren't just for a cup of tea (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but no you can find find me on twitter uh, at ballman gamer uh, Xbox, Bowman Gamer, PlayStation, Bowman Gamer 86. Uh, you're also, I'm part of the XBN Network family. Uh, we do two shows a week for regular content. The PSN Party Podcast, the PlayStation show, which I am the host of. Uh, we have a show Wednesday, 8.30pm BST. Uh, and it's a bit of a special one this week. Um Instead of doing like news and chatting about games, we're, I'm doing a video game 100 questions, which pretty much I have five games that the panel have 100 questions to guess what they are. Oh, I did. We did this. So I remember this. Yeah. Not, yeah. But not 100, though. A bit different. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. We'll do one, obviously, one game at a time. And yeah. then they got, you know, so, but yeah. Yeah. So it's, I usually do 20 questions at the end of each show. So this is just a bit, bit of a change of pace instead of, going over the same news, which um, pretty much has been the same for the last few weeks. Uh, and also, I'm a panel member on the XBL Party Podcast, which is on Thursdays at 8pm BST. Uh, obviously, we've got the website, xbnnetwork.com, and also on Twitter, at XBN Network. So, yeah, if you fancy any of the content, um, check us out. We have reviews and everything else popping up, shorts, um, Pretty much all sorts live streams and but yeah, that's pretty much it for me. Mm-hmm. Thank you for having me. I do appreciate uh, the invite for coming on. Thank you. No, it was Thanks great, mate. Honestly, it was good to have you. Good to have you back on the channel. It was, even though you pointed out to me that this show is kind of a rebranded version of a show I used to do, and you were actually right, a bit modified a bit. Yeah, I didn't, yeah. didn't realise it until you said it. Yeah, wrap wrap. Roundtable gaming, yeah, we we pretty much literally just got on and we just chatted anything really, you know. It's uh, but you've you know you've done like a revamped, uh, better version of it, and uh, you have a, you have a great panel. 
And it's easy to keep him to doing it as well. You're buttering us up. Well, that means he wants something, and I'm not giving you my cookie. <laughs> damn. Damn. <laughs> damn you. <laughs> no, thanks, no, thanks for coming on again. It's been uh, good to have you back on. It has once again, Renegade Master. Yay. But, but, but that came up because I, I have a habit. Of, it came up in the green room. I have a habit of saying, thanks for coming on once again. And then we said, every time you say that, I go, once again, when you get master, it comes, you are right. Clicks in my head. I don't know why, but it does. No, it's fair enough. Thanks for coming back on, Removable. No, much appreciate again for having me on. And it's also great to have BMG on here. He's always welcome on here. This man is uh, definitely one that you should follow, at least on the social media or on his console or wherever where he resides i would recommend you do follow this uh young chappy um thank you not at all he uh, has a uh, has a great many shows that always provides a good smile i must admit i'm forever entertained at least and uh <laughs> and um I, he's also he also allows me to wind him up about his his, his fascination with sonic so I mean, what else? More else could we possibly? You are lucky because normally people come on podcasts with, like Scott Scott from um, or Indie Games podcast. Now he usually likes to wind BMG up when he comes on. He had, I think, I think he actually went to. I think he had a green screen. Uh, he had Sonic on his shoulder. It was. He went to some lengths to do that for you. He did. He prepared that all day for me. Yeah, Literally, he classic. had a. He had an anim. I don't know how he did it. Um, oh, I don't but either. He, he, he had a little animated Sonic that sat on his shoulder, and he like moved and did all sorts. I don't know how he did it. It's but, amazing how he did oh it. Oh my! Unless he went to get you. He did. He did. Yes. yes clearly, yes. clearly, you need to try and um, basically uh, see if he can do a few things like that on your show. Except <laughs> 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 for maybe, except for Mario, make it Mario. He said. Oh, let's not. He'll try. He'll try and do some. If yeah, he'll he'll stick Sonic down my throat if he had the chance. <laughs> Damn you, Scott! And congratulations, Scott, on uh, getting married. There, it was uh, awesome to see a few photos. Mm, indeed, Stubsy. <coughs> Thanks for coming on, Ruble. Tell people where they can find you. Oh Christ! Yeah, I com- do you know what? I completely forgot about that. Um, this is how my brain's going. Uh, you can normally find me on uh, Minds, YouTube, and Xbox, and obviously the Twit Twat uh, under the name Removal Sanity. Thanks for coming on. Much appreciated. You can find me on this YouTube channel, Stubbs Gaming, Stubbs Gaming on Twitter. You can find this podcast on. Apple Podcast and shout outs to BMG. He's the only review I've received on Apple Podcast so far. Thanks you, for you that. Did, you did pay me, so I can't. <laughs> it, it, to be fair, on on podcast platforms, it does the best on Apple Podcasts. I don't know how it just does. Um, but if you can leave an Apple review, Spotify review, Google review anywhere, basically, we get good ratings or good rankings on a new app called Good Pods as well. We rank we rank the other week we rank sixteen quite high in the chart on the games chart for that. But yeah, we're on all podcast platforms basically. If there's a podcast platform we're not on, please let me know and I'll I'll get us on there. We're on pretty Joe Rogan. 
Well, no, you turn it on Spotify. I just meant the services. We're on Spotify. <laughs> He's the biggest podcaster in the world. He is. He's also a platform. He also gets people on to his platform, though, doesn't he? So clearly, that's where you need to aim for He's next. Genius. He's an absolute genius. He really is. I'd never thought podcasting reached the levels of the money that he anyone could get for that. Is insane. And he's a fellow old man. He is, and he, obviously he's controversial, but he's willing to take on different opinions. And if he feels the opinion was wrong, he he's he's willing to change his mind, which is always good with debating. It, but uh, Spotify stood by him. I'm not going to say what, but the, there was a lot of controversy, and Spotify stood by him because he he was clever, unlike a lot of these other Spotify deals where. It's licensed, as in Spotify owned the content, whereas Joe Rogan owns his own content, and they're only paying him a fee to be on the platform and have all his content exclusive. They have no creative control over him. He, he was a clever man for doing that. Mm. All the others, all the others have got Spotify studios and all that. that pretty much, Spotify can tell them what to do, but Joe Rogan's yeah. that's not the case. The thing, the thing is, uh, you know, it's. The a hard thing to find with podcasts, you know, whatever you listen to, whether it be gaming, film, TV, music, whatever it is, um, it's hard to find um, people on a show where they can have an opinion, everyone else can have an opinion, you can have a bit of a debate, and you can actually change people's minds. You know, you get hardcore, especially gamers, they're hard, yeah. most of the time the hardcore Xbox, PlayStation, and it doesn't matter what facts you say or opinions, you're either shot down, can't change their mind, or they can't stick with their opinion and take on board what you've said, which uh, it, it, it's harder to find. But like shows like this, um, we've all got opinions. We can respect each other's opinions, whether exactly. we agree or not, or if we're wrong, or, you know, it's, you know, you can, like, like say with Joe Rogan, you can change the minds and think, okay, I didn't know about that. You've informed me about this. I didn't know. Now that makes me look at it differently. He will say if it's an opinion. Well, uh, this is the difference. I think the difference is is that uh, even say, for instance, you have an opinion that that the rest of the panelists absolutely hate. We'd never see you as an enemy. Yeah, we'd still see you as a friend, regardless. It doesn't. You know, your opinions. You can still get beyond. You, people's opinions in that regards, you know, it can be still seen as friendship as a friendly thing. You know, too many people have seen what? it as black and white, mm. and that's it. It's like, oh, he has this opinion. I'm not ever going to speak to him. It's like, tell you what, though, <laughs> I know it's make a part of the show when uh, Mr. Beast went on, and Mr. B, because I didn't know that this is how Joe Rogan stops. You know, when people, oh, I do it all the time. I don't mean to try and over uh, talk over people. But what mm. I didn't realise was uh, Mr. B- Mr. Beast kept mentioning it. What he does is the software when they're recording plays all their voices back in the headset. So if you start to do it, you can hear it in your headset and it sounds awful. He said mm. it's to stop people talking over each other. So you can hear... Yeah. Basically, you're talking, but you can hear yourself through the headphones. He said to Mr. Beast, it's done on purpose. So you yeah. don't talk over people. Yeah, yes. it, it's just nice where you know we can all debate things, have different opinions, but everyone's still friends after it because it's 
that's all it is. It's just the thoughts, opinions, experiences, and things like that. It's the fact that we could all exactly. get get on afterwards. I, you know, it, it's you. You probably, if you've been, you know, watched XBL or anything like that. I have a lot of different divisive opinions to the panel. You um, do. It's like a fighting match sometimes, but you're all yeah, friends some, at the end. Oh, so sometimes it is. Sometimes it's, it, it, it seems like arguments, but it's. I don't, you know, I'm friends with all the guys. I wouldn't fall out on their opinions and that anything again that's different from mine. It's it's just all a conversation and it's nice. Well, it's, yeah. It's a mentality thing, isn't it? It's 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 something yeah. that's it's just like, you know what, at the end of the day, you know, you can have you can be friends with people with different opinions, and I think it's it's gotten to a bit like it's a black or white situation these days. I think that kind of needs to be. I think we need to kinds of needs to be expanded. You know, you know, human beings are, are very complex individuals, and every individual is going to have different stages in their life. You know, you know, when you're so much younger, you're so confident, so set in your ways. As you learn to grow with your critical thinking things expand and so you know it's 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 one of the things you've got to learn that humanity evolves and you also evolve as you grow older as well you know it's uh i know we should kind of get rid of what get rid of the get rid of this kind of rigid black or white thinking i think we need more of a yeah. polite and respectful conversations regardless of whether we may or may not agree with anyone on a particular exactly. topic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, and it's better because at the end of the day, if we all thought the exact same, had the exact same opinion, it, it, life would be boring and, you know, shows would be boring because everyone's thinking and saying the exact same. It's I've, I like, pe- you know, talking to people, especially that don't always agree with me or they tell me something that I didn't know which helps change my mind on on and look at things differently. You know, I, I like things like that. It's... I like diversity, you know, meeting different people. Diversity of thought. People. Yes, exactly. Yeah, perfect, perfect. Sorry, Stubbs, you were wrapping up there. Yeah, it's my <laughs> fault, though. I, I went on tangent about Spotify, etc. But yes, um, thanks for tuning in, everyone. <laughs> I just saw Darth Praxis' last comment. <laughs> that is true. But yeah, thanks, everyone. Uh, indie Gamer, Darth Praxis... Too many to mention, but thanks for everyone for popping in. Mm. And uh, yeah, there's been loads of chats out of Misuku. There's been loads. There has. Too many Graphic God. Graphic God. Can you remember any of us? Uh, Carlo, Sentinel, Crispy Bomb, UK Daz. All the good people were here. That's what it is, yeah. really. Mm. But I'll sorry, like, like to say as well uh, to everyone in chat and everyone listening back on YouTube or on podcasts. Uh, yeah, make sure you follow Removable Sanity, VJ and Stubbs. Um, always stuff being posted, all informative. Uh, Removable Sanity every Wednesday does Wishlist Wednesday. Um, I do. Yep. You know, and tons of other people too. Yeah, and you know, you literally, you know, if you are looking for like indie games and wanting to discover new games, you know, make sure you're following Removable because, like I said, especially on a Wednesday, uh, the numerous indie developers um, that are retweeting and posting about the games, you know, I always check them out, see if there's anything, you know, that, that might catch my eye. But yeah, highly, re- highly recommend. 
following all these awesome dudes. Mm, thank you. Thanks for that. Even though I talk loads of shit on Twitter. But yeah, I do. <laughs> if you follow me, you might get a follow back. I don't do it very often. Mm. But yeah, it's been a great show. It has. And uh, we'll be back in two weeks. I'm not sure who we're going to have on. We'll have to see what happens. We will. But anyway, see you all next time. Thanks. Have a great time gaming. Take care, everyone.